on Titans? Because I I've watched the first couple of episodes. Have you, have you always watched that at all? Because I, I I've heard I the ending of it is is great. But I yeah I heard it I heard it gets better. But I haven't heard anything about like the end of it. But I cannot fucking stand that show because yeah. it is like eighty five percent people screaming an interior monologue. Like mm. I I just can't I can't stand it at all. Like the animation is sweet. I I just like it's better to watch without sound. I guess. <laughs> Do you have a similar I watched the opinion, first Scott? season. Yeah, I'm gonna finish it eventually. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like you want to get to the fight, but there's so much to get through before mm-hmm. you get to the fight, and then the fight's over like that, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. We are back, and it took me two people to replace Dan today. We have George and Scott is back on the show. Uh, so, George, there's no perfect 10 tonight? No, we are uh, taking the holiday off. The next we will, time. We next will time. be back. I, I don't understand why they call it Labor Day if nobody wants to work. Like, <laughs> it's to re- call it respect no the people that did labor. <laughs> By we have uh, we have the star the star and the warden are uh, partying hard throughout the whole weekend, and uh, there is a uh, uh, AEW pay per view that is also on tonight. So Clint and I actually both will be wrapped up with that. But next week we kind of have something up Max's alley. I heard we are doing the perfect ten. TV cartoons. Oh, so, that is up his alley. Oh, hello. I like that. <laughs> and and I had hadn't con- conferred anything with Clint yet, Max. But uh, sounds like that's something that uh, you'd probably be interested in uh, joining us for. Uh, yeah, I actually would be interested in joining you for that one. Um, I'm very interested in that. All right, so, like, what are the parameters you're talking about? Like, does it have to be aired on, like, regular television? Or, like, does Netflix count? Like, what's your... <laughs> it, it's anything that would technically be as far as a TV show. So, not not movie-related. It would have to be... It would have gotcha. to be a TV series. It would have to be a series. So, the cartoon series, not, you know, one of the little... You know, six week oh, things man, or whatever, and yeah. I have to limit myself to ten. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> I, I already told Clint. I already told Clint there will be a lot of BC ones. That's for sure because I'm in the I'm a '70s kid, so <laughs> there will be a few that are BC. Everybody, you can check out the Perfect Ten on the Three Geeks page and on the Dueling Aces page Sundays at 9 p.m. Actually, it's not on the Dueling Aces page. The Perfect Ten actually has its own page as well. Oh, cool. So we're here on Three Geeks and our own page. So, yeah. And thanks again for that, Jason. We appreciate it. No problem. The, the Three Geeks non-network that I'm doing right now. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we got a 
cool show lined up for everybody. We got uh, Phil Better joining us for the second half to talk Star Trek. I think Max might have froze, or he just not moving at all. There, yeah, he's, he's there. I'm, he's just, there. I'm just not moving. <laughs> I, uh, uh, there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex over, over there. I'm just trying not to get eaten. <laughs> it's like fucking Drax. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there for hours. If I'm staying for <laughs> yep, invisible. <laughs> Wait, you can see me. Can everyone see me? Yep, yeah, we can see you. No problem. <laughs> we can hear you now. Uh-huh. All right, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Sorry, I had to fix my microphone. We are talking about <laughs> all the stuff. We've got stuff about the first Max and I think she's getting a lot of buzz and Max has been hit or miss with Marvel this year and I'm kind of curious what Max thought of Shang-Chi. Jason is your okay. is it just me or is his mic just terrible right now? His mic is his mic is, is god awful right now. Yeah. Uh, Sorry Jason. I'm going to work on that. Why, Max? Hey, it's good. That's good. You're good. That you sounds good. Yeah, you fixed uh, it. Whatever you did, you fixed it. Yeah. I, I went and saw Shang-Chi, and I had, like, I mean, because after Iron Fist, I was like, well, Marvel certainly does not know how to do kung fu, and uh, we'll see how this goes. But uh, I freaking loved Shang-Chi. It is, it is fun. The kung fu is fucking awesome. Uh, I, I'm going to see it again. I'm probably going to see it three or four times in the theater. I, I'm, I'm super excited about this movie. I, I, I thought it was going to be another like B-list or C-list Marvel movie, and uh, like the like there's there's good, solid, funny parts. Aquafina is not like annoying in this one. I really dug her. I, I feel like she's kind of getting like pushed. You know, like there's a big Aquafina push, and I wasn't really a, a fan of that, but uh, she's really good in this one. If you're really thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> right? I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> dad joke, quote, uh, check that off. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's really really good. I, uh, I I I can't say enough good things about it. I I had a fucking blast watching this movie. Um, four out of five for me. Um, you know, it's like it's just a solid kung fu flick. And then Disney actually did something right with kung fu. I, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. After watching Iron Fist and Mulan, I was I was really worried <laughs> that, that they weren't going to be able to do this right. But uh, but no, I, I thought it was a solid thing for sure. I see it later today. I'm really excited. I'm glad you said that because I was really worried about it. But now I'm, I'm really hoping. Yeah, uh, I like. I kind of wish that I hadn't. Like you know, if you because going in there with like low expectations and watching the movie, you're like, holy shit, you know. So it's like, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, could definitely. Definitely go check it out. This is the one you'd want to see in the theaters, um, you know, while they're still letting people in the theaters. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we plan on it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Emily tomorrow. I can't wait to go. I heard Max. I'm not going to spoil it, but I actually know what the end credit scenes are. But I heard the end credit scenes were fantastic. Yes, they're good. There's two of them. There's two of them. So make sure you hang out for both. Um, it is. It is really cool. Oh yeah, I was in the theater, and people start to get up and leave. I'm like. You fucking amateurs! Like, have you yeah. not done Marvel movies? Before? We have a decade like, of our, our Marvel movies to go off of. <laughs> I'm googling like how many extra credit scenes there are, and I was like, "There's two! There's two scenes!" And I was like, "Oh, thanks!" And then sat back down. I was like, "Oh my god!" Did I tell you <laughs> when I went and saw 
uh, Thor Ragnarok and somebody got up and was like, there's nothing after this. He like said it to, to me because I was on the, the end. Yeah. And he's like, there's nothing after the credits. You know he you're was, wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did uh, Ferris Bueller teach anybody anything about making sure you stay for <laughs> Ferris Bueller taught <laughs> us, wait till the end. Stay till the end of the credits. Um, so, it's... Uh, uh, amateurs, you know, just just amateurs. It's it, that's all it is. But they're living their best we're life. Here, we're here to help the people, yeah. and and that's that's what we do. You know, you just uh, make sure that everyone stays for all the scenes. Because yeah, they really are worth watching. So the Three Geeks podcast is uh, joining the scene snobs. Star Trek week this week. We will be doing Star Trek for the <laughs> second hour or top five Star Trek movies. Um, I'm really curious to see how Max's top five plays out, and um, you shouldn't be. I'm really super excited. Man, look at all those tabs. <laughs> you know what's funny is Dan, Dan asked if we could do episodes today, too. And I said, sure, Dan. Top five Star Trek. Just top five Star Trek. It's fine. So um, I think Phil might be the only person doing TV mixed in as well. But, um, yeah, Dan is out today because uh, they're doing Labor Day a day early. I didn't know people celebrated Labor Day like that. I mean, listen, if you get a chance to celebrate after COVID, or not after we're still in COVID, but like, I, I appreciate people getting together now more than ever did before. Like, yeah, you get a chance to do so, do it in in a healthy way. Yeah, that's true. And the internet uh, broke this week with uh, nerds everywhere rejoicing because they got to see this. Hopefully, we don't get blocked on YouTube for this. And why can everybody else react to trailers on YouTube, but when we do it? We get like yelled at. It means yeah. we're we're, we're we coming up in the world. During the trailer, we're home. Oh, jeez. So good. <laughs> That's awesome. They did a, a pickle one too. They just <laughs> released it where Christopher Lloyd just picks up the pickle and eats it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love Christopher Lloyd. So yeah, good. I don't know how much this is oh going to be. Goodness. I assume it's just like little shorts. Yeah. It's probably not going to be like a, a whole thing, which I'm I'm fine with. I'm fine with just little, you know, tidbits. Did, did you guys ever watch the movie Nobody? He's, he's in that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's awesome. Lloyd kicks ass in that movie. Yeah, he's great. How old is he? He's getting up there. He's up there. Yeah, he's up there. I think he's 83. That's crazy. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, That's 83. Cool. Hey, he's still doing shit. Yeah, like, fuck yeah, dude. Chris for Lloyd. <laughs> <Christopher> <laughs> I, I love him and nobody. I'm sorry to age you one year, Christopher Lloyd. You're only 82. So. That's important you get up there, man. Every, <laughs> no, <it is> Every <laughs> year is a badge of courage, man. Lloyd and um, Sam Elliott. Which one's over? Which one you got to guess is older? I would assume. Well, Sam right. Elliott has been 70 for like 35 years. <laughs> right? He was 70 when he was 30. Sam like Elliott and Danny Martin. Trejo have been like 63 for, I'm going to say, 40 to 50 years. Yeah, you're right. Danny Trejo does not look at all changed from the, the passage of time, I don't think. But he was always really wrinkly. You know what I mean? Old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he was twenty years old and looked like he was fifty-five. But like now that he's fifty-five, he looks like he's fifty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Elliot was probably about thirty-five and he looked like he was sixty-five. And it's like, 
Are you yeah. 65 yet? Nope, not yet. <laughs> nope. And then he'd like tip his hat to you. And he's just like, God, Sam. Really. Tip his hat to you. <laughs> yeah, he's looked the same since the Big Lebowski. Probably before that, too. Yeah, before that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just what you saw him in, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's probably lots of stuff that he was in that he looked exactly the same. Yeah, when he pops in for a cameo, you sit there and go, damn, is that CGI? <laughs> I mean, and his voice, though. I think Sam Elliott's voice is, is more like, I, like, if I hear it, I, it's like, oh, fucking Sam Elliott, I am down. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's, that's what I think about Sam Elliott. I think he's got a really good, really good voice. So uh, the internet, well, not the internet. So Marvel movies and Free Guy seem to be the only movies doing well at the box office. And... So that has caused uh, Johnny Knoxville has started this trend of pushing Jackass 4 back. And I was telling Max this. I, I went and saw Free Guy, and they showed the Jackass 4 trailer. And the entire trailer, the entire theater was laughing, cracking up from young kids to old adults. Everybody was laughing together. And I'm like, as I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, wow, is Jackass the thing that America needs right now? Like, what about old kids or young adults? <laughs> what's that? Oh, yeah, the, all of the above. And um, uh, Johnny Knoxville has decided to push Jackass back to next year due to the rising numbers in COVID. And following suit, Tom Cruise has pushed back Top Gun 2 and Mission Impossible 7. Yeah, I heard that Top Gun got delayed again. But then Ghostbusters was I'm delayed by a week. Yeah, I am too. Uh, does anyone know like how much money is lost when, like, the. I, I, how do I want to phrase it? Like, if I'm releasing two digital and theater in the same time, like how roughly they, they manage, like what's the deficit of that? Like if they would just done a strictly theater, like, in, like let's say last year, pre-COVID, how much they would have made, it was just straight to theater rather than this hybrid model of digital and theater. Like there's got to be some numbers be like, hey, it's not worth us going out if we're not going to get butts in seats. Ching Chi probably would have done about 120, 130 pre-COVID. And it, it yeah. did 97. So, I mean, that's yeah. still... It's going to do 97, so that's still like extraordinary. But yeah. It's only Marvel and Ryan Reynolds that are pulling in these numbers right now. How how happy are you to be Ryan Reynolds, to be like, you know what? It's me and Marvel. You know what, man? <laughs> I have been a Ryan Reynolds me fan. His, I mean, like, like, I've been a fan of his since you guys, a girl in a pizza place. So the fact that Ryan Reynolds is consistently putting out good stuff now, like it just validates my entire... Uh, Fandom for the last twenty some years. Okay, well, how good did how good did the Hitman's bodyguard's wife do? <laughs> Ooh, if we're talking, Ooh. I, I, like let's not get carried away. <laughs> it's all <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I love the Hitman's bodyguard, the first one, but I forget that that thing exists, and I even more not. forget that the sequel exists. Right. It's just a fun like buddy cop thing. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is that this right now, you know, when you're saying trying to put the butts in the seats, Jason and I chatted a little bit earlier, and I said they need to turn around and just bite the bullet and throw this thing in, especially Top Gun. If they if they would have slid it for Christmas, it would have packed it. It would have totally packed the house. I don't I mean, know, man. A Christmas a Christmas release is usually one heck of a time that you will get the butts in the seats. I mean, especially with the NFL schedule, gets a light, you know, light uh, uh, ratings set up anyway. 
because everybody's out for the holidays. And it's like, what do you usually do for the holidays? You want to do stuff with the family. Pretty much most of it. I mean, we, as a family here, Christmas Day, we're, we are seeing a movie on Christmas Day every year. We, we, we went and saw all the Star Wars. Christmas Day. It's like, boom, that is our thing. We go out Christmas Day. It's We open up the presents in the morning with Bug, and then, boom, we're off to see a movie, man. We hit the movie theaters on Christmas Day. We love it. You uh, you answered your own question as you were giving us your example. See, uh, the movies that are doing really well right now, like Free Guy, not Ryan Reynolds, because Hitman's Bodyguard only did $70 million in the box office for its entire run. But movies like Free Guy in the Marvel movies are doing so well now is because it's not... Top Gun is not... I mean, your kids, my kids, sure. But, uh, like, most Marvel movies attract everybody from old to young. And Free Guy attracted everybody from old to young. I just don't think Top Gun and Mission Impossible is that audience that's going to pack that theater. Not until we get stuff more open. I'm like you, George. I love the movie-going experience. 100% nothing beats going to the theater. If it's empty, sure. I hate yeah, but Top Gun, Top Gun, I think, would cover the young to old thing, especially for everybody who's been waiting for 30, 40 years um, for Top Gun to turn around and come up with this sequel. So yeah, but I actually son. think it will hit that age range. Is anybody <clears throat> waiting for a Top Gun sequel, though? Like, I it's am a now. It's a movie, but, like, I mean, I saw it, and I wasn't like, man, I can't wait to see more of that i mean like it was fine but i wasn't like man i can't wait for the top gun cinematic universe to really take off now i don't think anybody was until we were getting it like now that we're getting it i think people are starting to get excited about it but uh pre knowing about it the, the, the real question is the My, real question is is there a volleyball scene that's what people want okay asking the real question I was going to say, my mom is excited to see it. My mom is in her 70s. She's excited to see it. My dad, also in his 70s, is excited to see it. So yeah, before, your dad they said they would like to see it before they die. <laughs> They'd like to see it before they die. I told Jason, I said, they might as well hurry up and try to get it in before Cruz dies. <laughs> no. Nah. He's gonna die like strapped to a rocket or something like that for something. <laughs> yeah, how does big Scientologists go out? Like whatever that is. No, no, I like does Tom Cruise like has to he's been trying to kill himself for like the last three Mission Impossible movies. It's like, okay, <laughs> if I strap myself to the outside of a plane, okay, if I you know like ride a motorcycle upside down and backwards, like will it freaking you know, will it finally kill me? But no, he just pulls off the stunt. He does he does all of his own stunts and he's just been trying to die. I'm just too good. <laughs> he wants to go out in a blaze of glory. There it is. The only one with a shirt on is Goose, and that's because he didn't beef up for the movie. His name was Goose. Also, the reason they're so sweaty is because they had been drinking pretty hard the night before for Tom Cruise's <laughs> birthday. So they're all super hungover and just sweating it all out. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun movie yeah. fact. That was a... <laughs> That's what Scott's here for, the fun movie fact. <laughs> for you movies guys... that I did not need a sequel to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would have been cool if it was like Goose's Kid. The sequel. <laughs> you know, what movie I really want a sequel to. I'd love to see a Three Amigos too. I'm. I, I was biting my tongue. I've been sitting here biting my tongue. 
Well, Goose's kid is just uh, Independence Day. I wasn't going to bring it. I was voluntarily going to bring it up, and I said, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm nope. not today. Brought it right in. Chevy needs the work. I, I, is he broke? I, I don't think he does. <laughs> I think he's doing just fine. Right? A, I don't think he's broke, and B, he's an asshole. Like, I, <laughs> so even if he did need the work, do we care? Right, like, like, fuck that guy. Like, uh, we don't need people. More people just being douchebags around with that. Like, like that's fine. The, those days are over. That's funny. I was gonna say, if they get up on a horse, they're likely to break a hip. Same. I don't know, Steve Martin. Uh, hey, whatever, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> that's true. Hey, he's like ninety-five and still doing movies where he's like an action star. Yeah. You know when people say they're right. built differently, I honestly think Clint Eastwood's built differently. Like that's a different kind of person. Yeah, he's like a freaking concert pianist. <laughs> Who's a concert pianist? Clint. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Is an Andrew? Is he? He's got to be an Andrew. Yes. Yeah, he's he's de- he's definitely different. Like that's that's wild. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, I, what can he do? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, agreed. Clint was probably, like, performing surgery in a fucking... <laughs> With, like, a revolver from his, one of his Western movies. Like, let me shoot this out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, rip the bullet apart. He's like, all right, we're going to Don't worry, I, I did this on the back of a horse once. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. Funny stuff. Funny. (laughs) It sucks that Dan's not here because we're not going to get our review of Hope Never Dies. Oh, did he finish it? I think so. (laughs) Okay. I want to read that. Did we ever hear back from the author? Not yet. I'm working on it. (laughs) I tried contacting him directly. Now I'm going to try his agent. Fair enough. Yeah. You probably should have done that in the first place. Isn't that the the way to go? that uh, well, sometimes you get lucky though and, and they like if, if they're telling their agent they want to be on something that's definitely going to happen versus the agent's like okay well you know th- there's another podcast who wants to talk to you or he fair enough. so fair enough sometimes you get lucky and then also sometimes uh randy fucking quaid just uh, yeah yeah and blocks <laughs> us on twitter send <laughs> the podcast randy quaid <laughs> September 17th and 18th we will be at Monroe Pop Fest joined by Pop Culture Addicts, the PVD cast and Funny Science Fiction I, I'm i excited to hang out with Kathleen and Tim for the first time but I'm excited to go to a con I don't know about you guys but I'm ready to look at some artwork and meet some people you know, at a safe distance <laughs> what if, what, what if all of our costumes were just like a six foot circle around us? Like we're just <laughs> bumper car on our way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will be in up in that state up north that weekend. We have a uh, family function going on, but I am definitely going to try to make it in. Cool. You know, don't get yourself in trouble, man. You know what happens when you miss family functions. <clears throat> I'm sure. I'm sure. I, well, I don't know what happens. I can clear the morning. I think the morning could be cleared up. So I think I'll be alright. When you're married, Justin, and you miss the family function because 
Uh, freaking marijuana is recreational in Michigan. I like the one good thing. That Max is going three days early. already there. <laughs> I've been in Michigan for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't stand it that long. Uh, as you can see, uh, Buckeye Nation. I know, I know where I belong, but uh, you know that's. Uh, the, the one thing, the one thing that they got on us. But, I mean, like, they have to because that place sucks so bad. Like, <laughs> they need to have recreational weed there because otherwise who would want to live there? Like, no. To, to be, to be uh, fair to the people in Michigan that listen to us, as a, like a, a person in between, like an Indiana person born and raised, Michigan's very, very pretty. <laughs> like, you can subtract the people, like, this the area, uh, the, the, the lakes and the, yeah, the different trees and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it looks lovely with all it's the, all the lead in the water. That's, I'm sure that's just lead in the water. So beautiful. Is that a thing people yeah, say about Michigan of, people? You haven't heard about Flint, Michigan? <laughs> well, that's, well, that that's a government still, failure. That's not. That's people are still afraid to drink the water. Yes. Uh, that that's a United States problem. That's uh, yeah. not a. That's not on drink the Flint, people of Flint. Water, Flint, Michigan. That, that's like on the side now. Welcome to Flint. Drink bottled water. But isn't that more of us failing as a country than Flint, Michigan failing? <laughs> It, it, it's all of that thing, but it happened in Michigan. So well, okay. So what happened down the street in Ohio? Like, Should we take cases water? of water and ask the audience, hey, anybody here from Flint? We have some oh, water. No. You want to get That might be a little much. I was going to say, they will pack right. you up and ship you home in a yeah, box. That might, that might not be good. <laughs> Live there for 19 <laughs> years. Yeah, that might not be cool. I lived there for 19 years. Trust me, you will be shipped oh, home in a box pretty darn quick. <laughs> Yeah, Max, That's don't funny. worry. So, somebody found out I had been up there 19 years and went, damn, we have to get him back home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Either way. I mean, like, where we're going, it's, it's, it's just into Michigan. It's not that far into Michigan. so You're just dipping your toes in. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're not going to get, like, I don't have to wear my hazmat suit or anything like that. <laughs> hazmat suit. I was going to say, a really <laughs> nice city that actually has three of its own lakes in it is called Waterford, Michigan. Is I hope awesome. so. It has three lakes in it. It is it is fantastic, and my allergy is my allergies are like almost non-existent when I lived in that city for four years. It was Sweet. excellent, excellent place to live. I went to the Henry Ford Museum one time in Michigan. Yeah, how was that? That's a, that that's was a fun place cool. to go. It was pretty cool. I've been there yeah. maybe twice. It's it's cool. I, I'd like to go back. It's it's actually pretty cool. I will say that. But so that's, that's I guess that's two things Michigan has. We got rec- recreational marijuana and the Henry Ford. But, but yeah, but their their sports suck. <laughs> Everything about Michigan sports not good. Yes. Yeah, not great. I, I think they would admit that too. <laughs> Especially after they just traded for Jared Goff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just <laughs> they are They're living their best life. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, everybody. I don't know what Jared Goff is either. <laughs> Jared Goff. It's a human. My it man, is. Owen. This one's for you. Owen, head coach of Michigan. Uh, I, I call him Owen because he's Owen 6 or Owen 7. Right <laughs> that's now. great. I like that. Yeah, that's where that was going. <laughs> that was great. I was like, Harbaugh's first name isn't Owen. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. His name is just Owen. Uh, we're going to have to legally change it after we beat them this year. <laughs> you might have to. He's going to be owing the Wolverines a lot of money soon, too. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
works. I love it, George. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I got to ask you a question about Ching Chi, Max. And it's not a spoiler because everybody yeah. knows it's been there, and I'm not going to ask you details on it. But um, I heard Ching Chi uh, redeems the Mandarin. Is that true? No. They don't redeem the Mandarin because what they did is unforgivable. Yeah, they, so, they tore him apart. Not, in the it's it's not cool what they did at all. They they did move away from that. So yes, they move away. From, there's a whole thing, and they move away from it. But <laughs> they, they they recognize that they did something wrong, and then they're like, okay, that was a thing. We admit it, and we're moving this way now. We recognize like, we did something wrong. Quick question. Uh, no, redeem, redeem, no. I would say not. No, sir, no. <laughs> I do have a quick question. Like, like, even, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, George. Being that this is a new character to me and the fam, we, is there anything that we should prequel to turn around and understand this character a little bit more? Uh, no, you can you can just go in. I'm like I'm not a huge Shang Chi guy myself. I've really only read like one or two books with him in it uh, ever. So I, I don't feel like you need to have a lot of knowledge base to, to get in there. They this is his origin, and you you are we're good. They, they do it just fine. So you're good. Yeah, you're okay. good to go. Just you know, you don't need to pre-watch anything. Don't ever watch the Iron Man th or two or three or whichever one. <laughs> you don't don't do that. It's number three, I think. It's, it's unnecessary to watch that movie again. Okay. Is uh, Tim Roth in the movie? No. Oh, did that's, they get the first, that's the second. That's the second, right? No, no, no. In the Shang Chi, is yeah. Tim oh, Roth, oh, I'm sorry. Thank is you. Tim Roth in it? Yes. Does Abomination yeah. like speak, or did they get somebody else oh. to voice him? I got you. Oh, no, I, oh, that's is that Abomination and Wong is fighting? Yeah. Is he more than yeah, just like a cameo, like a little ha ha? Yeah, no, it's just that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a little thing. Um, like, yeah, they have the, the, the fight club, and you see Wong battling uh, this big monster. I didn't even realize that, that was Abomination, to be honest. So there, there's that. <laughs> but uh, It's funny in the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, they're like, hey, there's Wong going to Chang Chi. Is that... Is that pretty much what happens? He just shows up. Yeah. Uh, watch the movie, okay? Just fucking watch the movie. Like, it's, it's really good. I'm not going to know Tim Roth. They like, spent big bucks to get yeah. Tim Roth the cameo or not. No. No, like, he doesn't speak. He might grunt or something, but I feel like they, they could have got Fred Tessier to, uh, yeah. to do that. Not even that. They're probably just like some guy off the street. Like, can you grunt? We just need like two good grunts. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just like, I would like you, like, they, they go like they're going to interview the guy and they just punch him in the stomach. He's like, oh! Like, we got it! Walk away. <laughs> Throw five bucks at him and walk away. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so watch the movie. It's really, really good. And, and all the things that you guys want to know, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I'm going, like I said, tomorrow. Um, I have Emily catching up on the Marvel shows today i'm behind on what if but uh i'm one i've heard, good, I've heard good things but it's not like a priority yeah i've enjoyed every one i've watched but like yeah it's just somehow it's not a priority i'm waiting on that star wars anime to come out 
That's gonna be dope. Um, yeah, the bad I hope so anyway. Oh no no no! Not bad batch. Bad batch was, was all right, but um, I'm I'm behind a few episodes. I found out. It's like uh, the season finale was like three weeks ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I'm a I'm a few I'm a few back. <laughs> I know. Listen, Max. <laughs> no. uh, bad batch. Bad batch was okay. I, I don't I don't hate it too much. Um, but I was just like I don't really like Filoni. Um, I don't really like Filoni verse stuff, but but Bad Batch is all right. I can't wait to I check out Visions. Star Wars Visions is what it's called. Visions, yes, that's what I'm waiting on. It's gonna be six bucks. Did anybody watch the new um, Cena film on Hulu? New what? Sorry, the new called Hulu. Vacation Say, Friends you know, with, with, Princess? with Lil Rel. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I watch anything with the little row in it. I just don't know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is this? <laughs> There's a new movie on uh, Hulu with. Hey, I'll pull it up. Pull it up so we can check it out together because I really like Cena doing comedies. And this one looks super funny. I was just wondering if anybody had seen it. Yet. You're saying Cena, right? Because I, I thought you were saying Xena. I was like, that's not her name. Xena, like, <laughs> Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> Yes, I'm talking about Xena Warrior Princess. I mean, 100%. Would walk up to me and feel- oh, F my coffee, I guess. <laughs> Are we sponsored hey, by them now? I mean, I hope so. I mean, that coffee sounds sick. Just get some ad blocker, Jason. <laughs> oh, there they are. Ladies and gentlemen, the bride and groom to I like be, Emily well. and Marcus! What the hell is that? You son of a bitch! You said we were best friends! Yeah! It's like, stop! <laughs> what are you two doing here? <laughs> Excuse me, this is a private event. Oh, it's cool, we know the bride and groom. We met these two animals down in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the salt not taste salty? Oh, because it's cocaine. What? <laughs> we actually brought it from home. Very, very easy if you ever want to try it. It's just a Ziploc and a full shampoo bottle. And it's so much more comfortable when I had it in my ass. Mm. <laughs> okay, look, we just got to continue. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely watch this movie. I it's already getting a sequel. Like That's why I was bringing person. it up. And somehow he's charming my dad. Is it out? Yeah, it's on his little girl and ball. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm a sucker for dumb comedies. I love dumb comedies. Oh, it's John Cena. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Cockblockers of Cena was awesome. Get to know each other intimately. This is the best wedding I've ever been to. Count it. You hit the bottle this time. What? <laughs> That's awesome. This is like my worst nightmare. Like magic mushroom on earth. I ate it. You told me to. I didn't say eat it, man. Everything you touch. Why is he dressed like he's about to go ride a horse? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that looks funny. I'm gonna check that out. What, why was that your worst fear, uh, Max? Yeah. What did you? What was your worst fear? Oh, oh no! It's like I, I only I mostly have white friends, but I, I never have like that guy as a friend. But I'm always worried <laughs> like 
when I when I meet new people, like is, is this gonna? Are you one of the, the crazies? Like we can go <laughs> hunting, man. I, I I have plenty of friends. We can go in the backwoods and figure something out. <laughs> No, 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 don't do backwards. No. <laughs> oh, this, this just jumped the shark. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Freaking get outed. No, thank you. <laughs> get outed. Well that, well, that guy was from Get Out, too, right? He was a security or the best friend? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, I think he was the best friend in Get Out. Yep. He was Air, uh, TSA, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking security guard. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Hey, he was in Free Guy also as his best friend. As the best friend. I mean, He's getting typecast as a best friend. Are you even mad at that if you get typecast as the best friend? Look, if, if you get work, I don't think you're mad. Yeah. No, and the people he's best friends with in the movies, like, you're working with these people, man. Like, Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be happy to be the best friend in a Ryan Reynolds movie any fucking day of the week. Like, I <laughs> You know, Max, we haven't gotten to talk about Free Guy yet. Just your uh, little yeah, chat. Um, like, I, I don't want to give it, like, Zootopia levels of happiness, but it's right up there. Like, you just you feel good at the end of the movie, and it, it's, it's just a solid fucking summer flick. I was very happy to watch it. With all the hype, I was really worried, like, this is going to suck. Um, you know, it's like, I thought they just threw a bunch of money at the marketing versus making a decent movie but uh it's got like it's got like an air of truman show to it and uh and, and, and yeah it does a lot of good things and, and there's more range than just ryan reynolds being like happy person the whole time so i i dug it what do you think of blue shirt dude at the end <laughs> yeah that's <Catch laughs> great um, <laughs> but it's uh yeah, that was that was all right. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of the uh, Truman Show meets Zootopia meets the Lego Movie because this this is one of those movies that takes cameos and places them perfectly within the film. Like, there's some cool cameos that obviously were added after Disney bought Fox. Right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I'd say I'd say three out of five, the, the three and a half out of five, like somewhere around Sweet. there. Like, it's it's. I don't feel like you have to have to see it, but it's like it's definitely worth. You're not mad when you watch it. Like it's just, you just feel good. Feel good movie of the summer. Yeah, it's fun to sit and laugh with other people. This movie reminded me how um, Disney owns everything. Like, because I was, I didn't even think about it, and I'm like, oh wait, yeah, Disney owns this. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Russo brothers were in negotiations with Disney or with Marvel to direct another. Marvel film, but they have fallen through because of what happened with Black Widow. What do you guys think of that? Well, what about Black Widow? Just the fact that it didn't do well? No, or? what happened with Scarlett Johansson? Oh, the lawsuit? The they screwed her out of the money she rightfully had. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the Russo brothers are backing yeah. out of it, not Disney. Because Disney's did. the one that wrote the, wrote the contract, right? They stopped the contracts. Kevin Feige's come out against Disney for the... He's come out on Scarlett Johansson's side. Like, look, gotcha. man, that's my signature on these contracts disney that you're not upholding like mm-hmm. you're making me look like a bad guy yeah and, but also, well, anyone like, that didn't think disney was the villain in this is probably right but it's like if you look at what netflix did with dave Chappelle, like you can you can have your cake and eat it too like you can be a nice guy and like give everyone and still make a shit ton of money like it, it, it i don't understand how come like people are so 
dead set against like paying people what they should you know it's right. like okay i understand like your contract says you don't have to do this but you could just do it and and that would be fine like like yeah. you, you, you wouldn't lose any money over it or or any sleep like like i don't understand why it's like so hard to do the right thing or even the nice thing like like what the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, even even if the contract said like fuck you <laughs> pay me in in the contract like you don't have to you don't have to do that <laughs> you don't have to do that it plus putting more and more specifically Marvel content on Disney Plus, you would think they'd want their actors to be excited about this stuff coming to Disney Plus. So you you yeah, know she's dead. Black- yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's because they can't use her in other stuff in Marvel really because she's dead and they can keep her dead type of deal. That's my thought. Is like she's kind of yeah. she's she's no longer useful for them in the Marvel world. So I mean, but it made sixty million dollars. They got, they got new blonde Black Widow, and they're fine. True, but um, you know, you um, really, really, <laughs> no. No, it's shitty. I'm sorry. It's super shitty. I, I can't, I can't take, I can't take the Green Arrow reject. Just can't do it. I liked her. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Hot take, George. Uh, meh. I, I mean, I'll get, I'll get around yeah. to it. I've watched. Every, it feels yeah, like. Like I've watched everything else Marvel up until this point, so I, like I can't stop yeah, now. Yeah, eventually you're gonna see it. <laughs> um, all right, so like, like uh, what's what's the over under? Are you gonna watch Shang Chi before you watch Black Widow? <laughs> I'll definitely probably see Shang Chi before Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> I, but Black Widow, like, you don't you don't learn anything new, and and the movie wasn't great. Like they tried to do Captain America Winter Soldier. Kind of, but it didn't work out that way. Well, and that was my thing. Is like when, sorry, Max, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. But my thing was, no, was like ahead. when when their end credit scene ties into one of the TV shows and not one of the main movies. You know, you get a problem. You know what I mean? Like that. That's a feels bad, in my opinion. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to get a lot more of that. I I just don't like it. Like I don't. Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's whatever. It's cool. But I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Uh, the end. Like, I mean, if I'm an actor. And, like, if yeah, if my the thing end leads of into Black Widow sets up Hawkeye season one. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I, I if it works for him, it works for him. I, I just I don't I don't know how, how well it's gonna work for him. That's fine. But we'll find out. I feel like I feel like Black Widow the movie could have been Black Widow season one. Yeah, <laughs> she's the perfect yes. James Bond. She could have been James Bonding like this whole time. Like she she'd be gonna be great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a shame, and it's a shame how they're treating Scarlett Johansson, and it's a shame yeah. how that whole thing went down, and you know, and the, and the timing with you know COVID and all that stuff, that shit sucks too. Like it, 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 it but like I, I get, I don't like prequels. This movie is definitely a prequel, so it's already taking a step on the wrong foot, and but they should pay Scarlett Johansson. I mean, she does a good job in the movie. Like, yeah. it's not like the movie was bad. It's not her fault. Uh, right. Fucking yeah! There was just some, there's just some dumb things in that fucking movie that I'm just like, you guys could have written this better. Like, I don't understand why. And to learn more story. about those dumb things, <laughs> come to Monroe Pop Fest. Where we will be talking about Taskmaster and everything else in Black Widow. Oh, I could go on for a long time about Taskmaster. That was a confusing thing they did to that person. But there hey, yeah. for the past, yeah. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Save it for the panel. Yes. Yeah, well, he's not going to be on the panel. I'm not. Well, I might. I'm, I'll try to phone in, but I'll be yeah. in the airport. We're, we're working on phoning in. Et phone home for that type of thing. Excellent. I agree, Mike. Excellent. I agree. Yeah, that's why I'm or, pumped for Dune. They can watch all of the above. I'm not hearing good mm. buzz about Dune. Well, I think to Mike's point, though, I think, and I could be wrong, but like it just in in, in encouraging other films and pieces of art, right? Other than the Disney stuff, yeah. so that we can get more of it. The problem with Dune is it's just well, inherently Disney, Disney hard to I know. That's not... Yeah, I know. It's not great. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Creative so, monopolies don't feel good. Yeah, it, 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 Dune, I would say, is sort of like Lord of the Rings, where, I mean, like, they, Lord of the Rings, they did well, or at least the first one and a half, they did, they did really well. Um... And I'll give them the first two, but uh, it's, it's hard with with the style of writing. Like the the way the book is written, there's a lot of information, and it's very very dry. Like and and the and the, the, the battle scenes, there's like <laughs> the, ha, 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 I see. <laughs> uh, but uh, the battle scenes are written like okay, there was a battle, you know. Like it's not like going into what happened and all this stuff. So it it, it is very hard to adapt. Um, but I'm I'm way more hopeful about this one than the, the last Dune movie that we got. So, but I at least they've done they've done X Y and Z right. I can tell right from the trailer. Yeah. I like Zendaya, so uh, they got a lot of things going for. I'm I'm gonna remain optimistic about Dune. I read a trailer today that said um, you're better off watching the Lynch movie, <laughs> which doesn't no. pose well for no. anybody. I, I think it looks really that's cool. Clickbait. That's clickbait. I, I agree with you, Scott. I think it looks good. I, I couldn't get to the trailer of the Lynch movie. I'm a hater, and I'm already. There's no way. There's no way you're better off watching the Lynch movie. Like, <laughs> I agree. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't care how bad this movie is. You're not better off watching that other. <laughs> you know, I I agree with Mike. Um, I think that um, I don't think you should stop watching Disney movies if you enjoy them. But check out some of the other films that are out there. Because, like, we just watched the vaca Friends Vacation on Hulu that none of the guys had heard about. It looks fun. Like, there's other movies out there. Like, I'm a guy who watches everything. I watch the low budget and the big budget. And trust me, people, there. Justin and I have interviewed a lot of people in the movie industry this year. And there are some really good movies out there. So check them out. The Bob Ross documentary on Netflix is fascinating. Is that good? I wanted to watch it. Yeah. I got really I like I got through like the first half hour and then I had to go do something and I never got back to it. So I am never buying another Bob Ross IP item again. I had heard. Yeah. I don't know anything about the history of it. Go ahead, sorry. The, the, the only thing that's bad about the Bob Ross movie uh, documentary is that like it's the one thing that makes you feel bad about Bob Ross and like you just kind of don't want to. And it's nothing that Bob Ross did, but like just the whole deal, like. You know, when you're watching when you're watching the show and you're watching him paint, like you feel good, and he you know, he's putting this magic on a canvas for you, and and that is a great feeling. And this movie kind of like makes you feel a little bit bad about it, just because like when you learn what happened behind the scenes, and it's that that's a kind of sucks because like yeah, you just like you like the joy of painting. You don't really want to do anything else. Yeah, and then to find out that the son isn't even allowed to use his last name on any like right. Oh, spoilers. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's not great. It, it stinks. He, he seemed like a really good dude, and for him to go out like that stinks. Or he did. Well, the whole time, really good dude. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm not trying to say he wasn't. For the first half of it, I'm yeah. like, man, it's a shame that he never worked with Mr. Rogers because they have like the same personality. They're so positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. I agree. Like, but like the universe would have ended, you know, <laughs> like the universe would have imploded on itself. It would have caused like a black hole of awesome, <laughs> of, of like good feelings and like it just like sucked everything up and the whole world would have ended. I'm, I'm hitting play on the What a dark way for something so positive to happen. I'm like, well, it, it, it can't, like, it too much, too much of anything is bad, right? So, like, when you have all that positivity focused in the one area, it's, it's not good, man. Like, you can't do that. I'm it's like, don't ruin here. Bob Ross. Don't ruin Bob Ross. Don't ruin Bob Ross. And it doesn't ruin Bob Ross. It, it doubles down on what you think Bob Ross is. It's just the people around Bob Ross. Yeah. It's and every, he was only 52 person. when he died. I did not oh, realize that. Oh, so that. young. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Is it because he, like, smoked a shit ton and he died of cancer, wasn't it? Cancer, no. Yeah. Uh, well, they think that it was, like, the uh, the paint thinner because he was breathing in the paint. Oh, he's in an enclosed room with all that paint? Yeah. Every day, I mean, right? That could be. I mean, it could be both. Yeah. I did hear he... I don't well, know I'm if sure he did smoke the end of his life, but I know he did yeah. smoke a decent amount. Maybe, like, when he was in the military uh, or whatever. Right. Uh, one thing I found out about Bob Ross is like he likes sports cars. Like he liked to go fast. Like I, I didn't. I didn't put Bob Ross and Ricky Bobby in the same like <laughs> mindset. But apparently they, they were. <laughs> I was watching Creep Show after I watched the Bob Ross documentary, and it has it had Ted Raimi comes on to a talk show, Sam Raimi's brother, and he starts reading from the Necronomicon, and you know the Evil Dead breaks out. And then in the other room is a guy that looks just like Bob Ross. I mean, it's supposed to be Bob Ross. Talks the same way. So it's Bob Ross versus the Evil Dead in this short <laughs> episode of the show. And it is, it's hilarious. It's everything you would think it was and more. It's it's great. Beautiful. So everybody check yes. out the show. <laughs> if you ever um, want to see Bob Ross. Oh God, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will be back with Phil Better and Talking Star Trek. At Talk Commercial, take five. Hey, Jason, have you ever been accused of a crime? I have not All yet, right, John. But if I ever was, talk. there's only one man I would call, and that man is Benjamin Matlock. You would be right to do that because he's a guy that can certainly clear your name of any accusations that come your way. It doesn't matter, man, if you're accused of, say, I don't know, murdering your ex-husband live on your TV cooking show or using a pair of scissors to stab your business manager to death. Or maybe, maybe you sneak into your landlord's office and off him overnight during the Christmas season, Matlock can get you taken care of. And you know what? He's also a dude that is the subject of a pretty cool podcast called Matt Talk. Right, Jason? Yeah, he is. And uh, I'm so glad John just aired out all my dirty laundry. But um, <laughs> it's great to know that when I stab my landlord or I you know, commit any crimes, I can call one man and that that's, one man is Benjamin Matlock that's right and you can check out our podcast called Matt Talk every second I mean, like, and fourth Monday innocent, of the month of it's the available crime, on all the podcasting platforms including Anchor just go to anchor.fm slash Matt Talk and it's available Uber, through the Facebook like, page Matlock of course that is at Johnny Matt Talk Podcast and uh, you could check out every single episode when they drop and real He's soon real soon it'll be available every Saturday at noon through the Scene Snobs channel. This looks Chewbacca was not from Endor. The Scene Snobs, does not me, make sense. on Facebook or thescenesnobs.com. Jason, tell them about the email and the Twitter account, please. 
You guys can email us anytime at B-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. That is BenMattTalk at gmail.com. One more time, BenMattTalk at gmail.com. Email me. Let us know what you think of this commercial. Let us know what you think of the episodes. We have some great interviews with Lori Lathine and um, Linda Pearl and Scott Valentine and a ton of other great episodes. Man, and by the so way, rude. check us out on Twitter. We just got on Twitter <laughs> at MattTalk underscore. We've been so busy. I haven't so, had time ladies and to gentlemen, a new Check one. out an episode. And as they say in court, haters are going to hate. Further. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Grillin. And we're the host of Don't Fuck with the Original. We They're coming back in October. Spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations. We cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy. On Wednesdays, and why? Wednesdays are for podcasts. Everyone, my name is Samantha Gatton. Tonight I'm going to be playing my original song. Underwater. Let's mix it up. And Guys, everybody go to Samantha Gatton's uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and vote for her for the uh, contest. She's a good friend of the show. Of you, one of yours, one of
I hope y'all have a great night. Please uh, go check out the GoFundMe on my Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook stories. And I hope to see y'all soon. We are back. Yo. Oh, all right. With Echo. What's that? <laughs> there was Echo. Uh, there's, there's an Echo for a half second, but it's gone now. So we're good. I, I, I'm, it's cool that we have, like, songs we can play now. I got, like, two others that I can play, but, um. I just, she's she's doing that contest right now. I put the links down below for everybody to vote in the comments. Please go vote for her because I think she's got an extraordinary voice and more people need to need to discover her. And I can't wait for you guys to hear more of her music. She posts more on Instagram and stuff, so definitely go check it out. And today we are joined by Mr. Phil Better, who appeared with Max a couple weeks ago on the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Phil, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How is everybody else doing? Doing well. Doing I was right. slightly scared. I jumped in and <clears throat> so you guys are already live. And I'm like, did I miss the time? Like, am I late? And no. I was like, yeah, no, no, it, it it's cool. We're not mad at you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Max sounds mad, though. <laughs> no, that wasn't sarcasm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no fucking pen guy. I'm not sarcasm guy. Yes, that's a, a, a nickname Max is trying to get out there some more. So let's all agenda he's trying to push. Yeah. But I, I'm not. I'm not trying to push anything. People generally call me that. Like that, that's that's genuinely not generally. Uh, <laughs> I just got called a pod god for some reason on one of my shows, and I'm like, no, do not give me that title. That's the last thing I want. I can't live up to that. <laughs> and yeah, we've got the pod guy on today, everybody. The pod god, right? The pod, the pod god. god. Yeah. Feel better. Omnipotence being shows up. So, Phil, before we get into our Star Trek conversation, everybody, please check out the Scene Snobs uh, page this week. They got a lot of Star Trek stuff. We're just kicking it off. But uh, what is a podcast mobile? And tell us more about yourself. Uh, Jesus, this is where it gets really confusing because I have and, no idea. How do you? How do you feel being Pod God? Feel better. <laughs> so I'll answer that one que question easier uh, first because it's a little easier. Um, being considered a pod god is really weird because I never thought of myself as anybody in the industry of podcasting. There's like so many greater, better guy people out there, but people calling me pod god, I was just like, wait, what? No, I don't control podcasts like God. I, I create them like God. Like every seven days, I create a new <laughs> podcast. Because um, I, I have an unhealthy habit of just like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do a show on it and then just fill up my day with podcasts. Um, but <clears throat> how one becomes a podcast mogul, it's just by going out and helping as many people as you can in the podcasting world and just giving them the ideas that they can't think of. Because 
most podcasts, like I've been in the industry six years, uh, two years listening, just like consuming massive amounts of podcasts. And then I started my uh, first show, The Feel Better Show, in uh, 2014, I think, or 20, no, 2015. I don't know. It was like four years ago or something. I don't know. Math is bad. I, as you can see, I'm a podcast mogul, not a math mogul. Um, <laughs> so, but I started that show and I was so deep in it. I didn't see how monetization could happen, how the growth could happen, because you're just, so consumed with like creating a great product, putting it out there and being like, okay, God, I'm done. But then you forget that there's the whole back end, the marketing you have to do, the, the growth of it and all that. So um, through that time I studied, I was like watching um, John Lee Dumas, Travis Chappell, uh, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, you know, all the, the guys who are already making somewhat money from podcasting and using podcasting to do it. Uh, then like personal stuff, 2020 happened. And at the end of 2020, I was like, okay, I don't know if we can square on this. So, uh, screw it. I'm going to figure out how I can make money podcasting. So what I did was I was like, let's talk to entrepreneurs. How do we first, how do you create a business? And the best thing is talking with entrepreneurs, talking with people who have already done it, who have gone through the, the, uh, the struggle. So I created the investing yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast, which was like just me pretty much going, I'm going to find the most richest people I know who are entrepreneurs and made money online and ask them questions about how they did it so I can learn how to do it. So I started doing that. And then in, that was in November, I started filming a recording December. It launched by March. I had my first paying customer that paid me to produce his podcast. I was like, wait, this is how easy it is to get money online. <laughs> like, wait a second. This, this is, I was told that it was hard. It was difficult my whole life. And like within like three weeks I had my first client. And then it's just, since then I just gotten more and more clients. I, I, I always, uh, I started a new podcast called invest in yourself, the podcast series where I help podcasters. I do 15 minute live episodes where I talk with podcasters and be like, Hey, this is what's working for these types of people. Maybe you should try it. Or this is what I did for growth. And this is what I did for that. But I also interview podcasters as well and ask them like, what's working for you? What's not working for you? What's your favorite moment? Because for me, I love talking with people who either are passionate about the same things I am or have a knowledge that I have no idea about. So that's what it was. And like, I've created about a dozen podcasts now that either host out directly co-host or I help, uh, I produce, um, I have about a dozen clients that I, I've helped produce their podcasts, help them monetize them, coach them through different uh, processes, whatever they want. It's ongoing or monthly or whenever they need. Um, and yeah, and, uh, I actually have a webinar, my first webinar later tonight where I'm doing an hour and a half with another podcaster and we're discussing like monetization and strategies to grow your podcast. <laughs> All I have to say is I, I geek out about podcasts. <laughs> That's my geekdom. Sorry? Uh, yeah, no, we, we were both on the uh, Funny Science Fiction podcast. Um, yeah. And uh, I just got to say it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure pleasure podcasting with you. Uh, you, you. Know, you have that... Uh, you know, that, that, that outgoing, you make it easy to podcast with you. So, uh, <laughs> it's good that you, it's good that you, you know, you're finding ways to make money doing things that you like doing because I, I think you found something that, uh, that you're, you're honestly good at and, uh, and that, that's always the best. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to start this.
top five here. I'm going to start with Scott because um, Scott likes the least amount of Star Trek out of any of us. <laughs> he loves Star Trek. Uh, he loves Star Trek. Are we sure about that? <laughs> I don't think he likes sure Star Trek at all. Right? You might like more Star Trek movies than he does, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. But all right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I love season Scott. We don't get to do this too often. So Scott, what, what's your number five? My number five. So I will say I was thinking about it, it quickly turned into like one movie on my list and just random episodes. So I just I kept to movies um, if we're going to do top five. So uh, my top five is uh, Star Trek The Voyage Home. Save it. <laughs> Definitely higher, higher on my list. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if there are enough Star Trek movies to have the save it moment. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, all, all 100% spoilers, all of mine are uh, TOS movies. I have no next year movies surprised. on my list. You seem right. like a Kirk. You seem like a Kirk. <laughs> no, because that, that's the thing. Next Gen is my favorite uh, Trek series. But I hate the next gen movies mostly. I think the next gen movies are amazing. They're just I, so stupid uh, and fun. <laughs> you know what? That's that's fine. But that's mainly my problem is that they're you know so stupid. That's fair. We don't have to save it. Um, uh, Voyage Home is number two on my list. So wow. let's, let's talk that's, about it. That's high. I, it's this list is my list is based on not what I think is the best of the Star Trek movies. It's what I the ones I'm most likely to replay at my house. And I love the voyage home. I love it when they go back to the eighties and Spock wears the little bandana to cover yeah. his ears. I, I love everything about that movie. Save the whales. 100%. Oh, it's super watchable. And I think that's why it's high on people's list. It's a very casual Star Trek movie. Like you don't really have to be a Star Trek fan to enjoy this one. Like it's just easy to watch. And it's got like a lot of humor in it. And you know, the, the setting is, was contemporary for the time, so I think that's why it was so easy for people to get into. George, what's your number five? I agree with Scott. This one sits right at five. Mm-hmm. At least right. it's not on my worst movies list. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd slide so that in there now before you did. <laughs> George's least favorite Star Trek movie is The Wrath of Khan. Oh, heck no. <laughs> now, that would, that be, would be Generations, show. remember? <laughs> remember, that one was on my list. <laughs> I, see, I don't even think Generations is the worst. I think 5 is the worst Star Trek movie. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Phil, what's your number 5? <laughs> um, so, I didn't choose any of the movies. Um, okay. The reason being is because each of them... Like, I was never a original series guy. I grew up with uh, Next Gen, uh, Deep Space Nine, and I was more of a Voyager fan. So like for me, Voyager 7 out of 9, let's let's be honest here, I was a horny teenager, okay? I was a horny teenager. And actually, that is my my fifth episode is The, uh, the Living Witness uh, in Season 4, Episode 23, when uh, she shows up. Wait. <laughs> when we first see her. <laughs> this is <Right>. magic. <laughs> All right. When she shows up, I was like, "Yes, give me more." And but I also hate it because she then became the focal point of the show, which I understand they like sex sells, and it was a very like 
at that time it was like we need something to keep this franchise going so we're gonna go with sex and like i kind of got pissed off because i also like kim Ensign kim was a fun character and he kind of got relegated to the back and you know um tom was fun but he was like only once in a while you know and it was like it's always captain janeway and you know jacote and seven of nine and that's all, all all the episodes were that and it's like no like original series you got to know a bit more of the the crew you know like not most of the crew but you got there was more than just like three players um deep space nine you had a whole like a whole space station so you got all that fun stuff to learn about everybody and they were able to balance it correctly whereas i feel like voyager once uh when seven of nine came on it kind of like focus too directly on her and not enough on the exhilarated characters. I would agree with yeah. that. I feel like Kim got shafted, especially like they like randomly killed him and then brought him back with an exact duplicate. It was like mm-hmm. a really weird like way to like have some mm-hmm. kind of development. They didn't give him the, the, the pencil mustache or nothing, like even just to be like, it's not, it's not exactly him. <laughs> it is exactly him though, that's the thing. Like it's, he has it's like all the same memories. Replica. Everything. So it's like, why even kill him so, if you're just gonna? Yeah, go they, back they, they tied it back to a previous episode. It, some would say it was a it was a precursor to what happened with uh, Picard in the latest show. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's back. He's the exact same. <laughs> Wait, what? Did I miss something on the latest Picard episode? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Wait, the second season hasn't come out yet, has it? No, don't no. you remember in the the very end of season one, they kill him, and then they're like, well, here's this robot body. And we oh, made fuck, it so that's that it's right. just like that's your normal right. body. Okay. See, you don't even remember it because it's such a pointless arc. Like, why would you wanna why would you wanna come back in like if if I'm an 80-year-old dude? Yeah, I'm coming back, back in my body life, that works like an 80-year-old body. dude, I would be pissed. I'm like, what the fuck? No, no. Yeah, you give me a better body. This is bullshit. Yeah. No, they even made a point. He's All like, I've oh, done, oh thank goodness. Body. <laughs> thank goodness I'm still in my normal body, and I'll this this android body will decay and die at around the same rate as my previous body. Thank goodness. <laughs> why do why don't we be no. thankful for that? No. <laughs> because I mean I'm all for that if it's because like Kirk like Kirk had like a thing where his like immortality is born. Like I don't want to live forever. And I and Picard would probably be similar, I assume, unless he would just be like, "Yeah, give me that robot body so I can go <laughs> be an archaeologist forever." Because he's all about well, like, I, ancient relics and stuff. I mean, like, like live forever, I don't know about, but like you know, give me another solid sixty years. You know, like 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 put me back in my twenty year old body and let me stay looking twenty years old, even though I'm eighty. Like that's that's how I want. <laughs> I am in full agreement with yeah, uh, Max on that one. All right, well, let's get back to the list before this devolves into me just <laughs> shitting on my I, I just enjoyed the, the tangent. <laughs> so I, the I was definitely not going to like my top one episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I would be so mad. I'd be like, put me back to sleep. I'm going back to sleep. Y'all figure this shit out and then wake me up when, when I'm back in my 20-year-old body. Because fuck all of y'all. It's like, like the Futurama head jars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll deal with that for a few weeks while you work out the fucking numbers. I, I, um, it's this next one's gonna be fascinating because I don't, I don't think I've ever heard Justin talk about Star Trek. Justin, what is? I'm your not thought? a big Star Trek guy, so forgive me for major Star Trek fans. I'm like 
living in the J.J. Abrams universe more than anything else because I don't do a lot of it. Uh, so I was going to pick yeah. the original the original Star Trek, right? Not original, but the original Star Trek movie from J.J. Abrams. 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I just enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was fun. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not deep into Star Trek, but I love all the passion that's being talked about here. So, yeah. um, I have that. I have that as my number four. Uh, is the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie? Sure. Um, uh, I, I, it was an enjoyable movie. I uh, I'm not a Star Trek fan either, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it it just you know kind of worked, and <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Yeah, so like I, I agree. It's, I'll it's let you guys know where it is later on in my list. <laughs> we'll put it number one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so wait, what's your number five then, man? Uh, Wrath of Khan. You put Wrath of Khan below Abrams verse? Yeah, I would, that's gonna be like my yeah. my. I have that on my list much higher. Big yikes! God. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, Wrath of Khan. Um, you know, it, it, it's 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 good, but it's like old Star Trek. So. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! I did the same thing back right. did, but again, I'm not gonna tell you where it ranks. On my list. I, uh, I don't have it high on my list because I find it hard to watch. I think it's solid, but uh, you know, of the older Star Trek movies, I find this one the most watchable. So that's why I made the list. <laughs> this is why I don't get on this podcast much anymore. <laughs> I get to shit like this. <laughs> but I'm not a Star Trek fan. You know, like I, I'm, I am not that's a Star so Trek funny. fan. Like, My... I have not watched. I'm not I mean, being 100% honest with you guys right now. I have never watched one full episode of the original series. I, I've only watched a few episodes of Next Generation. I've never watched any of the seven other shows that Phil listed off. <laughs> I've never watched. <laughs> You've seen Lower Decks, right? So, huh? You've seen Lower Decks, right? Which I love. I saw two episodes of Lower Decks. Actually, one episode of Lower Decks. I meant to watch a second one and then never did. So like that's how much of a Star Trek fan. Max I, and I are the exact same with Lower Decks. <laughs> Didn't we call it Star Trek Upper Decker? Wasn't that? Yeah. <laughs> My number five is Star Trek Beyond. Uh, that's know, my that number four. No, 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 that's third. That's my number three. Yeah, it's third. Yeah. I never actually saw that one. I stopped I after didn't enjoy the it. darkness. I did Beyond enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it? I didn't know it. Like, I get Justin Lin, and I love him in the Fast and the Furious franchise, but my Star Trek is not a Fast and the Furious movie. See, and I it didn't... just felt like a Fast and the Furious movie. See, really? I didn't get that at all. It felt get... more like uh, the original series to me. No. Like, the guys look, going off uh, and doing their own yeah. thing. I like that. So I actually heard this one was the best of the three if you were more of a TOS fan. Right. Yeah. See, like that's the yeah. I I liked Beyond out of all the, the Abrams movies. I liked Beyond the best. Uh, I liked um, the banter with, with um, the Doctor and and Spock. Uh, yeah. I, I liked them together. Uh, those I thought that was a really good pairing, and they had a lot of good uh, chemistry. Um, the chick I could have done without wholeheartedly, and I don't know what J.J. Abrams like obsession with Beastie Boys is, but like he needs to stop. But other than that, like I really thought it was an enjoyable movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't is he favorite. like? Is he friends with them, or is he just like 
have they never acknowledged him? And he's just like trying. He's really pushing for him to hang out with him. And he's just like throwing because like because he's got references of them in every single movie he's ever made. I'm pretty sure. Except for hmm. He doesn't reference the Beast. They probably they probably put it in his contract. In which one, Jason? Contract Disney. You keep saying it super quiet. What is it? I said it's not in the Star Wars movies. Yes, yes, there is. There's like an alien that's uh, its name, like its or its species name is a Beastie Boys reference. Oh, of course. So yes, shush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. He needs to stop. I can agree 100 with the with the Beastie Boys. Like, hey man. They're not your friends. They're not ever going to be your friends. Just put maybe they are. That's the thing. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they hang out. Or, or maybe they have. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope that they're not. You know? Like, I don't, just me personally, because I'm, I'm a terrible person. Uh, I just hope that they're, they're, they're not his friends. And they shun him at every opportunity. And, and he's just, like, really, really trying to be part of the band. He's like, I, I, can, I can rap, guys. Like, just let me in. Mike, I also D, agree loves, with that. Mike D loves that JJ references the Beastie Boys. I googled it, but he but he doesn't love JJ. Like I'm fine with that. Like as long as <laughs> he's like, just keep giving me that free publicity in these movies right. that like, millions of people night. watch all day. But we're not gonna chill. Do you imagine the royalties of a Beastie Boys song in a Star Wars movie? Like that's gonna be played forever. Like he's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> no, at that point, Disney just goes, look, here's a billion dollars. <laughs> we're buying this song. That's fair. And that's then fair. Beastie Boys are like. Okay. Okay. Took a million, but okay, a billion. Yeah, sure, fine, no problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Mickey I, Mouse I, hanging out with a pile I, of cash. I got Mickey back here. He's a little happy, uh, but <laughs> did anybody catch that? <laughs> I, I just now did. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> all right, Scott, what's your number four? My number four um, is The Search for Spock. I love that movie. It's not on my list, but I love that movie. I think it's an interesting it's just a very interesting continuation of Wrath of Khan. It's not like the greatest movie, but there's like lots of really cool stuff in it. Um, like I love the whole uh, stealing the Enterprise, and I love like Scotty sabotaging um, the Excelsior and stuff like that. So I'd have to um, sit down and really think of it, but I think the Star Trek two, three, and four is one of my favorite trilogies. Probably top three. It's a it's a very interesting little arc because it's yeah. like it's like one storyline. So yeah, I agree. There's there's lots of love just in that arc, but um, yeah, I like the whole running the ship with the skeleton crew and um, just going and doing all the stuff on Genesis. I love outsmarting the Klingons by having them beam over and then just blowing up the Enterprise. Like that's that's always fun. So. Can you imagine the insurance rates on a spaceship? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking to build one, and already it's, like, freaking ridiculous. Just the FFA rules and regulations. Jesus. Yeah. So much. Well, it was all beat up anyway, so it was probably going to cost more to fix it than just to replace it anyway. So. Just thoughts, like, is it total? Like, tell yeah. Me, tell yeah, me, tell the truth. Hi, this is Geico, uh, your space shakes yeah. and uh, insurance. Uh, so it wouldn't cost anything because Starfleet doesn't off. use money anymore. <laughs> he got flow on the other end. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the insurance adjuster who's like, uh, no, just total it. <laughs> like, I would watch a movie on a space like insurance adjustment guy. Like He blew up a third planet? 
my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then we gotta like gotta make sure it was him and you gotta like make sure that he's actually on disability. <laughs> just, it's just two hours of someone like in a space like ship, like just yeah. with binoculars, like oh he left his house. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I knew he got robot legs. I knew it. <laughs> and we were talking about uh, Christopher Lloyd. Um, yeah, and he's the Klingon commander in this one. So. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, another uh, nice little. We've come full circle in a little discussion. Yes, we have. <laughs> and I lied. I forgot I made a change before we went live. And search for Spock is my number four too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he well, made another change right now. Unlike well, he, the notebook pen guy, once you write it in the notebook. <laughs> Once you write it in pen, it's there forever. Yeah. Yep. You kept you kept going back and forth between TVs and movies, so I slapped in a couple TVs myself. And here at four, I've got going old school trouble with tribbles. Nice. That was my number four too. Hey. Such a fun episode. So stupid, but so much fun. Yes, exactly. And that's what made it very interesting to it's like what? the blue hell is that <laughs> it's like it's just a you know it, you could see it's like oh in costume design it's like hey we need an alien that looks like a little thing that can just fit into small spaces and what can you come up with and they're going dust mop <laughs> yeah, pretty much i'm always like uh we have the dusty old mighty old us uh creature we're calling it a triple okay <laughs> call it what you want but yeah, I love this, and I, I like I, how they referenced it in the second Abrams movie, uh, which was pretty much a Wrath of Khan remake. So I like how they were like still playing homage to the uh, to the TOS in this. And, uh, it, it's such a fun episode, and I love how Deep Space Nine actually revisited the episode as well. Trials so and that, Tribulations is a fantastic yeah, that's, uh, and just that was, work. That's, it. that's that's my numero uno. Oh shit. That's my Uno, yeah. I, it's not I'm a huge, I am a huge DS9 aholic, and that one is. It's like I will, I will not leave the house, and I will finish watching that episode before I have to go. <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm. Like, so I now know how to make some late tech anything. <laughs> just call yeah. a local TV station. Go, yeah, play Trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like it is like that is my. I, that's my number one ordeal. Is I I love that episode when it aired, and I've just been a fan. I thank God that uh, streaming service. It's like I can watch it whenever I want now, so I, I'm good. Yeah. Well, wait, wait to spoil your list, George. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, it was well, Scott brought it up. What's, uh, yeah. what's leaving um, <laughs> Netflix? Aren't, aren't a bunch of Star Trek shows leaving Netflix? I think everything. Um, the, but... uh, the new movies are. No, I think it's everything except uh, TNG and DS9. Because they, they have TOS and Voyager and Enterprise on there. Yeah, I think probably... those are all just staying on Paramount Plus and they're pulling them from Netflix. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, September 30th, I saw was the end date. That's okay. I got it. Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus is part of that, so I'm good. I oh, is that? I hope. I'm in Canada. We have weird shit, so we don't even have Hulu. That is weird. I don't have Hulu at all. I don't think we do. I think we have to use a VPN to get Hulu, which I don't really mind. I use NordVPN, which sponsors 
the digital entrepreneur podcast. <laughs> 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 work that that like, mobile thinking people. Smooth yeah. as butter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Podcast God. Uh, there we go. That's right. Uh, yeah, I, I have uh, I have Paramount Plus so I can watch Discovery because I love that show. Discovery is a really good one. It's I actually have an episode on my list. The uh is it just me? I think Discovery gets better. Like the first season was okay, but I think the last season was the best one so far. I like the fact that they're now not playing in the past because everybody's like, we've done the past to fucking death. Uh, again, yeah. sorry for swearing. Um, now we're like years in the future. Now we're rebuilding the, the 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 Federation, which makes it a lot more fun because it's now like, okay, let's see what our actual future was like. Because like in the past when the TOS and uh, Next Gen came out, it was what we hope the future will be like. And then we realized, yeah, no, we're not getting there. We're going to have to start from scratch. Let's show everybody how we build the Federation properly. Because we never knew how they built the Federation. So now we get to see a kind of a rebuild. Yeah, I'm glad they got away from the prequel as well. But uh, Justin, what was your number four? I know it's not a good movie, but I, comparatively to other Star Trek stuff, but I liked Into the Darkness, or Into, Into Darkness, whatever. I liked... Yeah, uh, we're right, yeah, on the right same there. Page, I, I did. I mean, it's not. I know it's not great in terms of Star Trek movies and stuff, and the Star Trek heads won't like it. But I, it was actually my favorite Star Trek movie. Was it? Yeah, I just I I love like even though everybody was like it's gone, it's gone, and like Abrams like no, it's not. <laughs> and no, Cumberbatch is like I'm not playing Khan, yeah. even though he's talking exactly like Khan. Um, <laughs> I kind of like how they tried to throw you off, but he, every fan was like, nah, man, like you can't fuck with us. Like we know <laughs> this yeah, shit. And then when it, you just get it and you you see how it like changes and how they did those nice little changes, which really create the difference between the two uh, timelines. Right. Yeah. And which, but also it allows them to be more free now. Now they have, you know, the legend, like Marvel has done, Disney has done with Marvel, you know, you have the legends and then you have the actual concrete. They're not pushing away the original. Like, this is the original timeline, Nick, yes, but we're not going to be playing with this new timeline where we're allowed to reinvent stuff and make it fun for the next generation of Star Trek fans, which I think is like, yes. And plus, with Disney now doing the multiverse, people are now getting used to these ideas that there could be multiple timelines and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Words I'm about. That's great. The only reason Into Darkness isn't on my list is because I didn't want to put every JJ movie on my top five because I can only make Scott's head explode so many times that yeah. I'm comfortable with. No, I've accepted it. Scott is known to this now. Like, yeah. it, 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 it He's taking his Abram pills. The only thing I didn't like about Into Darkness is when like he reveals that he's Khan. He says his name like you're supposed to know who the fuck that is. And, and I, I was like, nope. Nobody knows who you are. Like, why are you saying your name like that? The, the, <laughs> no, no, Max, the audience understands. Yeah, it, it was strictly for the audience. It was not, no one else. Because yeah, that's what like, Star Trek means, a uh, fourth wall wing. If you're in the room with this dude, and he <laughs> and says his name like, like, like why would he say his name like that? <laughs> one, because he's a narcissistic <laughs> egomaniac. <laughs> Look, okay. I'm, I'm the exact same way. I walk into a room and go, hi, everybody, I feel better. Expecting everybody to know I'm a podcast mogul, but I'm only a podcast mogul <laughs> on the internet. Okay, in real so, life, I'm not. Everybody's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" So here's the thing: they should know who he is in universe because of the eugenics wars. 
So if he said it like that, I'd be fine with it. But the fact that they don't know who he is and they have to call Spock Prime, and then he's like, oh, yeah, he's dangerous because of Wrath of Khan, rather than <laughs> them being like, oh, yeah, we know who this guy is because he controlled mm -hmm. most of Earth for, like, 30 years. Like, but, but the, the fact that they didn't, they didn't know they, that. Like, they could have wiped that from the history books. But that No, because that all happened pre- like split pre timeline split like the botany bay took off from earth like long before kirk was born so the, the fact listen that there's a lot of shit in history that we don't even re remember then all of a sudden it's <laughs> brought up and we're like wait what there was a slave that stole a confederate flagship holy shit like i didn't learn that in high school did you but i'm saying you know who <laughs> genghis khan is because he controlled a huge part yeah, but in like Asian. 30 or 40 yeah, years, it's you know, like, if, if you time. erase Napoleon from history, like yeah. that, that's like the equivalent. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Napoleon, you, you can't do that. <laughs> Napoleon was somebody other than the guy in Bill and Ted. I had no idea. <laughs> right? Yeah. There yeah, are the people who won't remember <laughs> things. I'm just kidding. I love his ice cream. Yeah, but, but I'm it's saying. Still, like, it's still big, though. Yeah. It's no, Neapolitan, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> as a Frenchman, I'm oh, insulted, yeah. but as a comedian, I appreciate the joke. <laughs> Max, what's your number uh, three? Yeah, that was, that was four. Four. Uh, no, four is Into Darkness. Yeah. Okay. So I was just saying, like, well, the only thing I didn't like was that he said his name like super dramatic, and there's this whole thing, and it's like nobody knows who the fuck this dude is. I liked Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan. That's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, he really <laughs> sold that role for me with that piece, at least. Um. Uh, oh yeah, I, Kirk dying and coming back like right away kind of sucked. I, I didn't yeah, I, I would have loved like, for them to kind of done like a search for Kirk type, uh, like a reverse on a search for Spock, but a search for Kirk, like a nice trilogy like they did that or with the original. But then everybody would have been like, "You're only rehashing the originals." Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that would have got a hate, so much hate. But uh, like, I if you could have just like been dead for this one. You know, and they bring him back at the beginning of the next one. Like, I'd have been more okay with that. Like, you know, let let that punch land. You know, like let yeah, let, it let us have some emotional yeah. like connection to it. Yeah, he should be in Carbonite for at least half a movie. Well, the main <laughs> reason it was a cliffhanger in the originals was because Leonard Nimoy wasn't sure if he was going to come back or not. So they really had to leave it that way because they weren't sure if he was coming back or not. <laughs> Right. I love providing like a bad take and like Scott just like and people that actually know Star Trek are like, here's a bunch of fun facts about that. Yeah, we'll give our, our bullshit opinion. He's like, Yeah, you guys are completely fucking wrong. This is actually true. Yeah, this is what happened. Well, I'm just well, it's an interesting cliffhanger because like he yeah, could yeah. have stayed dead. But like Chris Pine already had a contract for three movies, so they're like, yeah. Oh, he's dead. We know he's coming back. So <laughs> we have you on paper. Yeah. <laughs> We own your soul. He's a reverse Yamcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number four was Search for Spock. So, Scott, what's your number three? Ooh, my number three is... I got to make sure I'm saying these right. Ooh. I don't want to mess up my order. Uh, Undiscovered Country is my number three. Hmm. The, the final original Star Trek movie. Nice. I haven't um, seen that one in a long time. I need to. I keep watching them. I go start from the beginning. I go through, and then I just can't get through five, and then it stops my like marathoning. I know that feeling. 
There's like, always I, one movie that you have to power through or one episode you have to power through to do your binge. And you're like, this is the worst. Can I do it? Can I do it? And especially when it's like a two-hour movie. You're like, oh, I could be doing so much more things with my life. I still haven't gotten to Kirk meeting God. <laughs> Five isn't that bad, but I agree. It's the weakest of the originals. Um, but I like Undiscovered Country a lot. It's, it's, an, it's a very good like ending for... Uh, that crew. Yeah, and it brings back the team from Wrath of Khan, too, the writer and director. Yeah. Um, and I like, uh, I love the Shakespeare quoting Klingon. That's that's definitely a lot of fun. I think that kind of started people going, wait, we can make Shakespeare Klingon? And then you get all the Shakespearean Klingon books. Yeah, I think, uh, I, yeah. I feel like they lean a little too heavily into it, but I guess it's at least acknowledging that, like, the Klingon saying was, like, a originally a Shakespearean saying. The revenge. Revenge is best served with blood. I uh, I want to see Romeo and Juliet the Klingon movie. <laughs> I feel like that would be Look, better. I can guarantee you. Well, the script is already written because someone has already translated the book into Klingon. So all you need to do now right. is cast and hope you can have people who can speak Klingon. Oh yeah, it would have to be all in Klingon with subtitles. Yeah, you can do it. Like, look, Shakespeare's an artsy foreign film. Yeah, like black and white. You have to do it in black and white. Yeah, a little bit of color. The battles would be epic. Oh yeah. I think we just spun on a movie. When I get enough money, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that into a movie for you guys. George's. George's number three, because he had the jet, was Beyond, which we've discussed at length. So, uh, Phil, what's your number three? My number three is Through the Valley of Shadows from Discovery. So uh, it's the one where uh, it's the season two finale of Chris Pike at the um, he's at Boreth uh, in search of the, uh, the crystal that can help them find the red angel. And he gets stuck in a moral conundrum like most great uh, Star Trek captains. Like, if he grabs his crystal, he'll find out and solidify how he will die but if and his fate. Or if he doesn't, he has a chance to get out of the fate. So I like that conundrum that he's faced. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, but like, I just really, really enjoy the different styles of the, the show, like how it's a bit of the Abram universe in the Flash and like the colorfulness and using technology to its advantage, but also it's going harking back to the uh, original series with those like moral questions, like would you sacrifice your life for someone else? Would you be willing to, you know, solidify your fate and know that you will die and there's nothing you can do about it? Or do you want to, you know, have fuck the rest and just free your own life? So I like them putting in that moral uh, questionable situation. Also, the actor who plays Pike is a fucking badass actor. Again, me with the swearing. I apologize. Are we allowed to swear? Can someone tell uh, me? Of course you can. Yeah, Max yes. says uh, Max curses yeah, no, all the I, I swear all okay. the time. Like, Max says ask before the show goes live, but I jumped in in the middle of a live <laughs> show, so I was like, but, uh, we're going to just wing it and see if I get yelled at. And so far, two have dropped <laughs> you, you, and no one's yelled at me. So. You're good. You, yeah, you've now apologized twice for swearing and nobody calls for you to <laughs> apologize. <laughs> He's the Canadian enemy. Look, we apologize. I'm going to need you to apologize more. 
I bump into a wall and I apologize to the wall. Okay, that's how programmed I am. <laughs> there is a law in Canada that says when you get into a car accident, saying sorry is not an admission of guilt. <laughs> okay, it is a federal law. Did you know, Phil, that um, the guy who plays Pike is coming back in Star Trek Strange New Worlds? They're doing yes. a show based on his tenure. Yes, yes, I love it. I love how Discovery is now, because they've made it more action-packed, because that's what today's kids want is this action-packed. They don't like the storytelling that the older generation of Star Trek has. I like the thinker. Yeah, pretty much. It, 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 thinking is a little difficult. Look, if I could watch something and not think, like, how happy would you be? Like, come on. Let's be honest. Be entertained and not think. But I like how you have this great crew and you get a bit, you, they can still stay in the past and see the world of Pike in the new, like the split generation, the split timeline. Because we, we know this is going to be part of probably the Abrams timeline because uh, of the flashiness, because it doesn't fit into the original series. Because that's you know, where the things blow up. Yeah. Original series, they don't, big, bully, blowy explosions don't, don't happen. Whereas in Abrams, it's like every two seconds, someone lights a match and a planet blows up or a starship blows up. Yeah, that's well, it, that's a, sabotage. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, look, I have a match. No, don't light the match. Blowy. <laughs> I mean, how the hell? You have to admit, explosions and sabotage go pretty well together. Yes. In general, that's how they work. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just I'm looking forward to seeing a, a Christopher Pike version uh, in this more robust universe that we're getting, and also see where they're going with uh, Discovery now that they're not beholden to any timeline, because now they're like anything we do, it will affect the original. So they were like they were like stepping over here and over there, trying not to do anything that would piss off the original fans, but also keep the new fans entertained. And with the jumping to the forward in time. Um, I think they're, they're doing an amazing job. And now that technology kind of like fits in that time zone. Cause like o OTS, you're like, how did they have the spinny thingy? That's not possible. They didn't have that in their original series. And so everybody was getting mad. So well, going into the future is a smart play. I, I agree with you with Pine and the guy who plays uh, Spock in the new series. But um, the first two and a half seasons of Discovery were like, hey, we need to make a Star Trek show. Let's do it. And they didn't really know what they were going to make this show be. And then finally, in seasons three and four, we know what the show is going to be. So, yeah, I agree. But, uh, Justin, what is your number three? So, Jason gave us the caveat that Galaxy Quest could be on our list, and this is <gasps> replacing Galaxy Quest. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Because I'm putting Galaxy Quest on the list, Because <laughs> yeah. I love Galaxy Quest. I Galaxy did, Quest uh, is a fantastic movie. Yeah. I did research in yeah, every on all of the internet, like not all, but a lot of the internet Star Trek tops. Galaxy Quest is fitted mm -hmm. in there because they found a way to make it work, which it kind of does as a Star Trek movie. But um, it is the most authentic Star Trek movie there is. Bar well, nine. Galaxy Quest is is what if William Shatner got to beyond the actual enterprise like that's what galaxy quest is yeah it's, it's like um, <laughs> i love it because yeah it does play on like what star trek meant to the fans but also it's like a star trek movie like in space you know like they, they go from a like, real life star, star trek, trek movie the real life star trek movie. yeah to <laughs> to like the actual like fighting klingons in space but uh and I, I love galaxy quest but, i mean alan rickman yeah, my favorite in that movie. Um, 
I, I even like Justin Long's character. Like they're calling up this this nerdy kid, like who's just memorized the entire freaking. Um, it just felt so authentic to me. Like, this seems right. Yeah. yeah. It was 100% the most authentic Star Trek movie because you know for a fact that, one, all of us would be Justin Long, okay? We're, we're all Justin Long in this instance, like, bar none. Like, I'm, I'm probably the least Star Trek fan here, but I would be geeking out. No, 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 I, I swear. Like, I, I barely know anything about Star Trek. <laughs> You know more than me. <laughs> but, uh, that's why keep going. Not, Sorry, not to not pivot off your conversation. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I, but I'm pretty sure if you got the chance to be help out the Star Trek Enterprise, you'd be like hell, fucking yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like, just because even if nobody else knows you did it, like, just just to be like validated in that moment it would be so Look, perfect. I was playing That's Call of I was playing Call of Duty with my boys last night and one of them had deleted it. So he, he was like, fuck, what am I gonna do? So we screen shared. Like you can do that on PS4. And so he's watching it. And then all the crazy shit that I saw from my point of view and I would say and the guy's like that didn't happen. I now had a witness watching it. So being <laughs> able to be like, I have one person, there's one person in the universe that knows that I helped save the galaxy and it was the crew <laughs> of the enterprise or any of the starships i'd be like yes like this is my one caveat get me on the i, I want to be on the start like put me on the deck like i want to be on the captain's deck <laughs> i don't need to sit in the chair my one goal in life is to be able to stand on a starship and be like holy fuck <laughs> and then be like my I, I can die like they can beam me out into the void for all i care i will have died happy standing on the like on a on a starship like, you know Set a course. <laughs> Set a course. You're not the captain. Come on, <laughs> Just this one time. Make it so. It can be the McDonald's. Let's figure this shit out. Send me to McDonald's. I don't care. I got to do the uh, the Star Trek experience in Las Vegas like the year before it closed. And they like take you. You like get to walk behind uh, the tactical station on the, the D bridge. It was, it's a lot was smaller it cool? than it was in the show, but it's still... It was still pretty cool. You got to do a, a transporter, so that's awesome. It was a fun little experience. Like it definitely was pretty corny. Like they had like Jonathan Frakes because I was like the only guy who like would do it or whatever. So he like <laughs> came and like recorded some lines. I think they had like Levar Burton do like a couple lines too. Those like the only like actual <laughs> cast members who like had the that time makes to it do better. anything. That's great. I, I got to say, Jonathan Frakes is the standout on Lower Decks. Especially uh, second season. I love Jonathan Frakes. He's I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to it. Two? Huh? <laughs> Lower decks is made season two. Yeah, they, like they're 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 it is one of the most popular shows in the Star Trek world, I think, because it's like it's the because you get to see what's going on. Because don't you wonder like what what else? like yes, okay, we know what's going on on the the bridge all the freaking time, but what about all those? Other people that just seem to run around the corridors that you never see again. You're like, who is that? Was that the janitor? <laughs> Do they have a janitor? Like, so I like. Yeah, it's called bit. Ensigns of Command. They had it in TNG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hate's real. I love it. <laughs> actually, I'm actually going to give. Also, why I don't usually hang weird. around with yeah. with gonna, Star Trek. I'm going to give Lower Decks another shot. Yeah, yeah, I, I have I, friends I, outside. I liked of the first episode. Sorry, good. Go ahead, no, I, I just say I've, I've met other people that seem to really like it too. So this is, 
but I value your all opinion too because you guys were like, this was terrible. So like, all right, it's bad. I liked the first episode. I really did mean to like keep watching it, and then I was like, yeah, it it's was too like, much. Oh, TV. I was like, it's it's Star Trek. You you don't like that, and you know, I just <laughs> never thought about it again. <laughs> you know, I gave the first episode, and I think a negative review, but um, I. I absolutely love the show now. Like, I watched it with my son, who really likes it. And the more that the show, it's one of those shows that just it gets funnier as it finds itself. And like I said, Jonathan Frakes towards the end and at the beginning of season two is fantastic. But uh, Max, what's your three? Number three goes to uh, Star Trek, like the the JJ Abrams Star Trek movie. <laughs> but we already talked. Fair about enough. It. I'm not sure. <laughs> nice. My number three is Wrath of Khan. Oh my, that's much higher on my list. That's my number one because I I, I quote that Khan thing to literally anyone, and I'm not big of a Star Trek guy, but I'm like Khan. I say that a lot. So that's I, my I, I love Wrath of Khan. I think the movie is fantastic. It's just if I'm honest with myself, I watch my number one and two more just because they're a lot more fun in my opinion to watch. Wrath of Khan is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. True. True. Cool. Scott, what's your number two? What is the right number two, Scott? Okay. The, the, the proper number two is Star Trek The Motion Picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, Conor McGregor. Yeah, this this one, I understand why, like, especially, like, non... Like, even, even Star Trek fans have trouble watching this one sometimes. It's definitely a very... Hard sci-fi slow burn. Um, not really any like action in it. Like there's not really like any like ship battles or anything like that. It's definitely a very cerebral. It's a very heavy thinking movie. movie. Yeah. So I um, I heard that the one of the director's notes were to try to make 2001, and it kind of feels like that a little bit with how it slowly gets to the crescendo. Well, and plus they had. They just had like a bunch of leftover stuff from the scrapped season four of the original series. So I know production was kind of a nightmare. Um, and yeah, like like 2001 had come and made pretty big waves in the science fiction uh, genre. So they were definitely trying to do something similar. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it all comes together really well. And I really enjoy a lot of it, especially like the, the design of like the V'ger ship. Like it's just so weird and like alien looking and like for the time the effects are still like they still hold up pretty well i think not not all of them but like a lot of them still hold up pretty well what's the uh what's the conflict in, in the motion picture I, I i don't know if i've ever even seen it <laughs> so there's this this giant spaceship called v'ger um well i don't i don't think the ship is called v'ger um basically the voyager 2 probe like ran into this like the actual voyager 2 probe ran into this super advanced civilization and they thought it was like a they, they were like a race of um like machines basically and some people think oh it's like kind of like the borg but they're like completely machines so they find voyager 2 and they're like oh it's a life form like us from somewhere else but it's just a probe so they interface with it and they find out about humans and uh, basically they're gonna they they see organic life as like a threat so V'ger's coming to to wipe out pretty much all organic life, um, and it's you know hijinks ensue. 
I would be down for a Star Trek movie that was more just like it's very hard to travel in the unknown of, of fucking like the, the expansive space. Like I feel like they could really pull that off. So I like I've never actually seen them. So I was just wondering if it was like, hey, it's like not actually easy to be a person traveling through space. <laughs> Um, cause you know, like, like sunshine could easily be a Star Trek movie, you know, or, or yeah. anything like that. Like, um, yeah, so I guess they haven't made it yet. They, they should, yeah. I think like, they should try that. There's a little bit of that. Like there's some stuff at the beginning where like a transporter malfunctions and kills a couple people. And so there's like a little bit of like that kind of space horror, um, and especially like the big unknown, like they've got this, you know, you think the enterprise is big and this ship is like huge compared to the enterprise huge. like they fly inside it with no problem that's no moon yeah exactly <laughs> see i didn't know if we'd be able to do a whole hour on star trek top five but uh we're actually probably going to go over so everybody enjoy that uh george's number two was first contact okay. easily the best of the next gen movies uh, not a not a high bar I, i'll agree movie. with scott that it is probably the best like written and directed and all that but the best next gen is uh, the one with um, the Rom. I can't remember. Uh, is it Insurrection? I think it is. It's with the Romulans. That's Nemesis. Rom that was the last Nemesis. one. Yeah, Nemesis. I'm sorry. Like, Nemesis. Kill Data. Yeah, and you had uh, Tom Hardy in it. Tom Hardy as cloned Jean Luc. Yes, that. I'm sorry. It's, it <laughs> Out of all the, That's what I'm talking about. the next generation movies, that I think is my the best one because it's just so fucking fun. It's so fun if to I, watch. If but I yes. die and I wake up and I'm Tom Hardy, that's a good day. You know, like, <laughs> you don't want to die and then wake up and still be 80 years old. Hey, I, if I die and I wake up, I'm Betty White. I'm happy, okay? Because like <laughs> Betty White is a god. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, but not. Uh, he didn't wake up as Betty White though. I mean, like, and Sir Patrick Stewart is cool, but like, I mean, obviously, yeah. if you could choose to be Betty White, you would. But that again, Tom Hardy is the very have, close second. You can't have two Betty Whites on on the same planet at the same time. Like that will cause too much awesome. A rift That's in the way universe. too much awesome. Yeah. It causes the polar axis to flip, which they're already <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to just create a time paradox that we don't want to deal with. Like there's probably yeah, time no, police no, no. outside my place just waiting for me to walk out. Going, about it. I swear. We heard what you talked about. That's right. <laughs> You're under arrest. What? What's Bill, was that your number two? Uh, no, my number two is actually because uh, I didn't choose any movies because I wanted to go yeah. series based. The Drumhead uh, from Next Generation. It's where Picard needs to. Um, uh, it's a courtroom scene. It's like a courtroom where Picard needs to protect. Uh, uh, hey, where is it? Where is it? He's an ensign. He's yeah, an he ensign, like Vulcan, a, but he's actually half Romulan. He's like one quarter Romulan, and everybody's going against him, and it's that. And Picard has to like pretty much go. You guys are fucking idiots, and it kind of like <clears throat> for me, it kind of like it's it, it, it's especially after the four last years with everybody with like Corona and everything, everybody going like you're the evil person, Mah! and like going after, and like you have John Luke coming in, being the calm, cool, collected person, going. The fuck is wrong with you? It's very much uh, like the Salem witch trials. Yeah, and I just loved it because you have this like logical person just trying to destroy, similar to what has happened in the past four years, trying to use logic against emotion, 
And so I, I just love how Logic ended up winning because Picard is awesome. Yeah, it's a super solid episode. It's definitely in my top, probably in my top five next gen episodes. It's the first pick I've agreed with you on, Phil. <laughs> I feel honored. Um, I'll take this statue of Scott's approval. I like Charles. Uh, I like Charles. Jason's never got it, Phil, so I mean, feel good about that. Oh, I'm fucking milking it until the cows come home. That's not true. Scott and I, we agree on Cobra Kai. We have a few. What about Star Trek? No, no, We're no, no Star, Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We do agree about something. <laughs> Justin, what is uh, what is your number two? Uh, my number two, I, I guess I'm, I'm pivoting away from Star Trek because I thought about it while I'm on Galaxy Quest. Pivot? What? Pivot? Pivot? <laughs> uh, I was thinking, do you guys consider Trekkies to be a Star Trek movie? Because I loved watching a bunch of nerds just getting followed around the cameras, and I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I consider it more of a yeah, Star Trek movie than Galaxy Quest. Not that I'm not saying I'm with you. I'm with you. Quest, I'm, with but I'm saying it is about Star Trek. Yeah, I, I, just, I really enjoyed yeah. that. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. We talked about talked to one of the producers like last week, so it's top of mind. So I was like, oh, let's talk cool. about Trekkies. But yeah, I, yeah, I, but I, I really like Trekkies. He's like, he's like, admittedly, he's like, I'm a, I was a producer name. Like, the, the, my partners were the Star Trek fans. I was, yeah, yeah. I was more either way, either way, I'm gonna get it done. So is is it true like 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 people don't like to be called Trekkies? They've heard checkers. Like is that is that an actual thing? Like okay. that was a thing that I like <laughs> I like had growing up. I was like, no, like Trekkies is an insult. Blah blah blah. But as I got older, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of like nerd. It's like like yeah. they kind of retook yeah. it. Like it used to have a negative connotation. Now it's like, you know, no one cares. It's like, oh, I'm not a nerd. I'm a geek. You know, like. <laughs> I, I, I don't like, think that, many that, people in today's culture care with everything being so nerds have gone so cool and like so many cool people are quote unquote nerds yeah. and they're admitted like you know Henry Cavill is like I'm a gaming nerd I love World of Warcraft now everybody's like oh it's so cool you play World of Warcraft like oh my god <laughs> Vin Diesel like, plays D&D I've mm -hmm. lost yeah. friends to that game the World of Warcraft can be it's the devil it's the devil addicted to World of Warcraft. Call this number. <laughs> that was one thing when I was a kid. I was like, I cannot play this because if I play, I'll never not play it. Like, Max, I had to avoid it. <laughs> we had a friend that played for four years straight, and this was his schedule: twelve hours on Warcraft, eight hours at work, four hours of sleep Oof. for three no. years. Like he looked like a heroin addict whenever he would leave his house. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's like it was bad. But, uh, but he's also never a champion. Like, I mean, that dude's a fucking god. <laughs> like, <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two is Star Trek Beyond, which we already talked about. Cool. Also, my number two is Star Trek Four, which again we've already talked about. Scott, what is the right number one? The right number one is 100% the Wrath of Khan. Original Scott. That was Original. my call, too. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no, I mean, I think, I don't think you'd. Be hard pressed to say. Like I feel like most people would agree. If you're like, oh, the best Star Trek movie is Wrath of Khan. Um, it is. Uh, I, it is one of the best. Uh, like visually entertaining wise, yes. For my you know um, uncultured swine of uh, uh, taste, <laughs> if you will, compared to Scott's you know balanced amazement that he has yeah. and his cultivation of. Um, <laughs> Character, I would have to say more, you know, Abrams, uh, 
Into the Darkness. Is it Into the Darkness, the con one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk, yeah, yeah. yeah. That for me would is a more exciting version of it, but I can understand you thinking Wrath of Khan is a great movie because you have uh, such. Benedict Cumberbatch has a, a better laser movie. minigun in Into Darkness. Case he Logan. picks up a minigun. Like yes, that's the awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry, Scott. I'm going to tell you what the number one Star Trek. Hold on, hold on, I want to talk about this for a second because okay. I I also like Into Darkness, but this is where Scott and I agree. I think Wrath of Khan is a better movie as well. Well, it's also got more uh, buildup behind it. So rather than just like, oh, the fandom knows who Khan is, you already know who Khan is because you watched the Space Seed. Yeah, which was almost on my list. Space Seed almost made my Space list. Seed is an well, excellent episode. Yeah. See, that's and the they, problem. They couldn't build up Benedict Cumberbatch into the Khan that we knew from the original because, one, it's already been done. We don't have a TV series to build him into. So we have to, in essence, we have to make this out of nowhere. So they, they're trying to redo the Wrath of Khan without having the ability to have that precursor, that little tidget, that little smidget, that little morsel you, know, you get with the original series. <laughs> So they're trying well, to do think, it in this movie, and they only have two hours to do it in. And on top of it, they have to punch in so much action to make sure everyone's happy. And then you have the amazing <laughs> Cumberbatch just kill it in the Klingon scene. Like, I'm sorry, that was a badass scene right there. Um, but yeah, so that they're, they're, it, it's an unfair advantage comparing the two because The Wrath of Khan had so much help with the series and having been able to build to it, whereas into darkness had only the first movie to build on so i think that for me that gives it a bit of a more weight and more of uh uh prestige if you will post uh, post marvel method um i feel like if they even if they're universe building how they should um they could have easily done you know like done not do con as a second movie but do con as a third movie um and i feel like if they would have if they would have done beyond second and, and it had like the movie where like they go off and do a thing uh, as the second movie and then come into Khan as the third movie it would have been a little better. But uh, you know, it, 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 it's done. What's done is done. Um, they could have they could have given us a, you know the the build up to Khan. a proper build up. Yeah, like have Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. just show up in the second one and then in the third one do the wrath of khan so everybody's now thrown off they're like oh my god they're not doing wrath of khan the greatest uh, arguably the greatest yeah. star trek movie and scott i'm not disagreeing with you it is gorgeous but it has that background to help it propel it to being the best movie whereas in the and remake they didn't have that hope that didn't have that help yeah so you got two options a <laughs> Um, like you said, you give more buildup where you give more background. I think you really lean into the whole eugenics war angle. So you build up Khan as a character in either a previous movie or this movie. So you know who he is before he has the big reveal. Or two, you just don't remake Wrath of Khan because you're setting yourself up for failure. Just do your own thing. But J.J. Abrams is uh, creatively bankrupt. Um, and he doesn't have any good ideas that he can finish. So... Uh, and easily capitalized. No, that uh, that is true. That is one hundred percent true. I can't wait. I want a whole podcast of him just railing on J.J. Abrams. That's that's no, hour long. That dude, that dude is worse than Stephen King at ending things. It is it is absolutely true. I agree with you one hundred percent. Like like he sucks at end at, at the ending. It, it, it is it, it, it is documented already that he's terrible at ending. Like, I, well, I absolutely agree. The, uh, 
honestly, JJ doesn't end things. Like his TV shows that he does, he only does the first two episodes and he gives it to somebody else. And then I did like Super 8. I like that movie a lot. I never saw it. That was one. Okay, so everyone gets <laughs> that one. That was one. <laughs> and then uh, I haven't seen Mission Impossible 3, so I have no clue. Mission Impossible 3 is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, Look, he's great. not a horrible director. When he touches something that is so sacred to people like Star Wars and Star Trek, people, each individual, have their own vision of what they want the series to be. So he's writing to this. JJ made the best Tomb Raider movie that we've gotten so far. I love Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> it is a fantastic Tomb Raider film. And you should only watch it as a Tomb Raider film set in the Star Wars universe because you will get a lot of enjoyment. We lost Joe. Just saying, watch it as a Tomb Raider movie. It's the only way to enjoy Rise of Skywalker. Because if you watch it as a sequel to the rest of the movies, you're going to just set yourself up for disappointment. Phil, what's your number one? My number one is Balance of Terror from the original series. Fantastic episode introduced the Romulans. There you go. And amazing. It's it's just again, it's it's similar to um, my number two, where Picard needs to protect this Romulan, uh, one quarter Romulan uh, ensign. This one, it's like again, it's it's attacking the stereotypes and the stupidities that we have for other people, and why we should just like maybe find more common ground. Oh uh, yeah, any, like, I'm down for anything that says racism is bad. I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> I think any hate, unless it's hate against racism. Being racists. a black man in America, I got to say, no racism is where I want to be. <laughs> Being a white guy in Canada, I want zero racism because it puts a lot of pressure on me as a white guy, you know, because it's so hard being a white guy in a, in a world surrounded by white people, you know, it's just so hard. No. Especially Canada. Do you guys get black people up there? There are black people in Canada. No, see, our racism isn't against black people. It's against our indigenous population because we're horrible people. And we tried to stamp out, as one of our founding fathers stated, um, the idea of residential school is to kill the Indian child. Um, that is nearly an exact quote from John A. Macdonald, who, even though he helped create Canada, uh, was a massive dick. Sounds oh like God. the people that yeah. help create America, uh, too. But uh, let's not get into it is, that yeah. right now. I don't want to split our audience. <laughs> let's move on to uh, Justin's number one. Yeah, so I'm, happy, I'm happy to split. If, if the people who have a problem with, with indigenous and, and, and black people uh, are, are going to leave, I say goodbye to you. Like, that's, I'm totally <laughs> fine with splitting the audience in that way. That's fair. That's fair. That's not what I would no, say. No, I yeah, agree yeah. with that, but I completely agree with Max. <laughs> uh, George's number one was surprisingly Three Amigos. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, George's anyway, number one was number Trials one. and Tribulations. Oh yeah, he said that. He yeah, he, yeah, he definitely talked yeah. about it a lot. Like that was his main TV show or the TV episode. Yeah, what is your number one? Mine was Wrath of Khan. We brought it up several times. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, Wrath of Khan. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one was Galaxy Quest. Best Star Trek. <laughs> nice, series, nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, my number one is Star Trek 2009, just because I can watch that movie any day, anytime. I I loved everything about it. it's. 
the reason it's so sentimental to me is because I saw all the next gen movies in the theater, and I'm sorry, but they they destroyed Star Trek for me for a long time. So then when I heard the JJ movie was coming out, uh, somebody came in the theater and said, you know, they um, it's a sequel, but it's not a sequel. And I went and saw it, and I had a lot of fun. Like I remember just, and I hadn't watched any of the Star Trek movies since I watched the next gen. Like it ruined Star Trek for me completely. And then I went and saw the 2009 movie and it, it brought Star Trek back in my life. I went back and I revisited all the stuff that I remember I liked. And, you know, I, the um, first contact for the next generation movies, that movie's fine. I like it. I love the Borgs, but I, I can't, what was the last one? Nemesis that uh, Phil said he liked. Oh my God. I slept. Look, there, you guys have to understand. I have a problem I like really bad movies. Oh, that's fine. Uh, you and Dan should hang out. So, <laughs> oh, this is how I judge movies. So, I would so wish that on my worst enemy. So how I judge a movie is one, if I can sit through it and I don't think, it's already it gets a seven for me. Cause I because I do so much work, like I'm I'm podcasting, I'm building businesses, I'm doing all this stuff. If I have to continually think 24-7. If I'm watching a movie, I'm not. I'm watching a movie to be entertained. So if you can t- make me stop thinking and just suck me into the world, boom, you're. I'm. I love your movie. There are movies that I that when I want to think, like watch those artistic kind of fartsy ones where you're like, I wonder what the director was thinking with that. Yeah, I can do those. I hate those movies. Those movies usually rank lower, even though artistically and visually they're better. I, I love really dumb movies that don't take themselves serious, that have fun with the fact that they're doing a movie and their only job is to entertain you. When people go in and they go, well, you know, the, the camera work was just horrible. I don't care. The camera work was what it was. <laughs> the acting was over the top because that's what the story called for because the story was already ridiculous from the beginning. Hey man, so. like I like like what you like because I do. Thank I, you. I, like, ah! I like everything. I like all of the above. I like everything you mentioned except for Nemesis. But no, like you <laughs> watch it. Watch it. I hold the movie to such esteem because it brought Star Trek back to me. Like I saw Star Trek long before I saw Star Wars. I didn't see Star Wars until people at school introduced me to it when I was like ten. So, like, I had Star Trek prior to that. And the 2009 movie reminded me that, hey, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm going to go back and revisit the stuff that I know that I like. And, yeah, so that's that's why that movie is number one on my list. Just because it, it did so much for me as far as bringing Star Trek back to me. And all the stuff it spawned that Scott hates and I love. True. <laughs> it's funny because I also hated Nemesis and saw 2009. And instead of being excited, I was like, oh, they just plunge the corpse six feet deeper into the ground. <laughs> this is the problem with hardcore fans I love of skin. any genre. <laughs> someone tries to either show homage or try and reboot it for the next generation, you guys go, no, it's not It's not in line with the original. Of course it's not in line with the original. It's not made for the original people who watch it. It's trying to get the next generation to love that and maybe go back and watch the originals. This is what the problem is with fans they forget that they're trying to bring in more fans so yeah. they're going to try different things to make it interesting for yeah. the next generation I the agree with that. there's like, there's like, like things you can do that are good and and then there's but like that's, that's your opinion <laughs> that's your opinion i'm not a star trek fan i've never been a star trek fan i've always been hardcore star wars and 
I liked the 2009 movie because it was basically Star Wars. And and I'm like, yes, I'm down for this. Like, But I understand that you're bastardizing what Star Trek means to people to, to get me on board. <laughs> like, that, that's fine. Um, but uh, no, no, it's all good. Like, it, it's... Uh, I, I, Go ahead, Jason. I, I agree with uh, what you said, Phil, to some extent. I think that, um, yes, I think you should try. Like Cobra Kai, it, it aimed for the new generation as well as gave the, the fans of the original something to look forward to. And I think the same thing could Jason be said about Star Trek. But, but Cobra Kai, like Karate Kid was about karate, and Cobra Kai is also about karate. Original Star Trek isn't what 2009 Star Trek is about. Yeah, because we I'm, I'm fine with people liking the new Trek. But, but you were saying, oh, you're, it's going to make them go back and watch the original. But I don't think they're going to like the original because it's so fundamentally different from 2009. See, 2009 I, I, is much thing, more action-based and original is much more cerebral. Yeah, but you think that, you're going to have people who enjoy the action that enjoyed the new gen of Star Trek. And they're like, well, this is a remake. Let's go back and watch some of the older stuff. So maybe they'll start with Discovery. Then they're going to go with Voyager, then Enterprise then Deep Space, then Next Gen, and then they'll go to the original. And that's how they're going to fall in love with the whole thing. Not everybody, like like you, I'm pretty sure you don't love every TV series of Star Trek. No, he loves no. Uh, Next Generation and original series, right? I like, I like Deep Space Nine a lot, too. <laughs> so you like the early, the, the 80s to the 90s Star Trek? Sure, and I like season four of Enterprise. <laughs> was it the last episode when it ends? What, no, was it the last episode? No, you, can, you can cut that. That's the, the heel of the bread that I just throw away. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. There's people that grew up with different styles of movies and all that. Because back then, and sci-fi was not looked upon. It was like, we need to build worlds. That was supposed to be worlds, but I fucked up in the middle of it. But, like, you have to build these, these generations because these are the nerds are like this. And we grew up reading and not visually seeing the stuff. So we well, fell in love with the book. I, I, I disagree. Like in that, like I think Star Trek, like the original Star Trek, was was one dude's passion, and and if you're on board with that, then then you get on board. Uh, but then, you know, like it's it, it's where the marketing guys come in, where things start to go awry. And you know, like Next Generation people. was 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 another dude. Like, okay, well, I want to continue the passion of this guy as best I can. And 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 that's that's what carried forth. And and so I I, I, I I see what you're saying, Phil, and absolutely like you know, like getting getting something out there for people to enjoy is is awesome. And you know, like and who doesn't enjoy explosions and, and, and bright lights? But also there is a thing where you could just call it something else and, and do another thing and, and, and that's not you know, that's that's not uh Taking away from from the original thing that that that, that you're, you're you're putting. I have a question for Scott. Like that's a, I have a question for Scott. Let's Scott. Do yeah, let's do it. If you had the choice, okay. to press a button that would stop any and all future Star Trek shows <laughs> and movies, I already know the answer to this. You press it and it happens, or you get to continue the fandom of Star Trek for more generations to learn about it and come to love something that you're so passionate about. However, it will be more in the style of <laughs> Abrams <laughs> and the new generation of Star Trek shows. Which one are you pushing? 
Wait, so it's either push the button or not push the button, right? No, no, no. You have yeah, hard stop, hard stop, or hard stop. Never any more Star Trek. You get no oh, more bastardization. TVs, <laughs> movies, anything. It dies. Similar to how like it doesn't no die. One can make it's still there. It, it's right. there. It's, it's right there, but you can never get anything <laughs> new. You can never learn more about the the world that you enjoy. Or we can oh, no. press Stand a button up. and it continues down. The J.J. Abrams group. Scott's no. grabbing a drill and making sure the button stays down. No, see, that's the thing. Because like you guys are, you guys act like I don't want anything no, new. No, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm other, curious no, I, to know. No, uh, press, press the button. Let it continue. I'm not going to watch any of it. Okay. But like, if you come at me and you're like, <laughs> I like you know, 2009 Star Trek, and you want to have a discussion with me about it, I'm going to be like, well, I don't like it, and here's why I don't like it, and here's why I don't think it continues on the spirit of the original Star Trek. Here's, I think they just are have I two totally button. different messages. <laughs> that that I, messages I, the I, I I appreciate that. The reason I ask is because a lot of fans that I've talked to are, are hardcore with the original, not just Star Trek, but Star Wars as well. Mm -hmm. They're hardcore with the original trilogy. Anything else is a bastardization. It shouldn't be made. Da, 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 da. Whenever I present that question to them, they all most of them choose kill the series. No, I mean, I'm fine with them just doing whatever, but, like, I, I'm i not going to enjoy it. Like, I watched, yeah, like, I watched the first half of Discovery and just stopped. Um, they, like I said, they, I never saw the third Abrams movie. Like, if people like them, that's fine. But th to me, that's not Star Trek. But Scott's still going to give it a chance. It's just like with Star Wars. Like, I didn't like any of the animated shows that we got, but I didn't stop hoping. And then The Mandalorian comes along, and it's new Star Wars, and it's like... Did it give you a new hope? But I'm I I Soft, like I Soft like all the there. new Star Wars movies 100%, but it's one of the worst trilogies ever made as far as movies interconnecting with one another. Because yeah. <laughs> like we were saying, like it's not a singular vision. It's not one person's like this is the story I want to tell. Yeah, it was. That's why the like, original trilogy was so great because it was Lucas's was his the whole way. The prequel are story wise. Mm. No, no, you see, like, no, the, the first, the original trilogy just happened to work out. Yeah. Well, actually, like, it's because of his I wife. Really don't... Yeah. <laughs> it was his wife. It wasn't yeah, Lucas's, like, it was his wife. But, but, like, George Lucas is not a director or a writer. He's a, he's a an idea man. Guy. He's also an and, idea and, man. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, sure, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give him that. But, uh, you know, like, he, like, but when, when Return of the Jedi comes around, he starts thinking, I can do it all myself. And and that's where it all starts to go wrong for me. But and, and that's even original fucking trilogy. Like, and, uh, yeah, for me, I, I hit the button. I will hard stop on anything. <laughs> you got to call your thing something else. Like, like it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. It's something else. And that's that's fine with me. Because I'm, I'm happy to watch your new thing. You know, like, but, but don't, uh, like, when you've started a thing, don't, fucking cut into it with some other shit like like oh well we're trying this now like no that's not what i'm here for <laughs> i'm here for the name you put on this thing all right everybody this is a two-hour show and i really <laughs> got stuff to do i'm going to fill back on sometime in the near future so we can have this conversation because this is a fascinating conversation i think our buddy yeah. mike from mcgtv would also like to jump in on this conversation mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i will we'll show this next week we have uh we're doing top five classic movies pre-1975 and we Ooh. have from calling old hollywood I don't know Cat how many movies I've watched that are pre-1975. Time to get a week to figure that out. 
<laughs> there you go. Start, start watching movies. <laughs> Better get my notebook ready. Here hey, I go. If Max can do a stop t- top five Star Trek, then anything's uh, possible. I thought I was thinking of texting Max today. Like, I'm out. It's Star Trek. <laughs> Enjoy my top three movies of the three JJ movies. Just say that on air, and I'm. No, you, you said Galaxy Quest was in the in the mix, so I was like, "All right, we're good." Like, yeah, 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 at least have one. You have to figure yeah, out one. He's like, "I'll just choose an original movie. I don't care." Uh, Phil, where, where can everybody find you online, bud? If you guys are interested in following my journey or learning how to be an entrepreneur, I would suggest you go to investinyourselfpod.com, where you can listen to the Digital Entrepreneur, an award-winning podcast, and actually a top ten percent in popularity podcast worldwide yay or if you want to follow me go to instagram podcaster phil better it is the best place where i post all my content and i thank jason and the crew here at three geeks for having me on and i hopefully didn't upset too many of your listeners with my choice of top <laughs> five did great movie. this one you're uh this phil, this conversation i'm noticing is that picture behind you you gotta give me your best john connery face while you're sitting Face or voice? There it is. We got the official word. Alex Ulami says first contact is the best Star Trek movie. Thank Go you, Alex, the for making the cameo in the comments. We appreciate it. I um I do want to say that this is a good conversation, and we will invite Phil on maybe first week of October, but I'll talk to him privately because it's true. Phil and Scott have a different opinion, but you guys all saw they were very civil, and this is how conversations oh, you should see the private chat guys yeah, and terrible. there is so terrible. many swear words between us <laughs> what scott saying is look you can have your new star trek i enjoy the previous discussion star trek but they were saying the same thing anyway from all of us at the previous podcast have a wonderful day and uh if you <laughs> in, the, oh. in the private chat to the audience, uh, Scott. Uh, oh, the private chat is on fire. The private chat is on fire. Everybody have a great day. Oh my God. Please, please, please don't forget to recycle your drug. Follow us at Three Geeks Podcast. Please hit that like button, subscribe, and leave a comment. I totally forgot to say that. That's why we have the post credits. Yeah.